sub take a seat. Good morning, boys and girls. I'm your oh, you need a temperature, Mr. Tinman. And our first assignment today is what you want to be when you grow up. So we're going to go around the room. You over there with the Afro Puffs. What do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I'm thinking about a hairstylist or like a designer. Those are some pretty good professions. And you over there in the Marlins jersey, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a baseball player. Oh, that's a pretty awesome profession as well. And you over there sitting there with Tierra. What would you like to be when you grow up? I want to be a teacher. Oh, that's a pretty crafty profession. And you, back there with the bus saw dreads, what would you like to be when you grow up? Uh, I, I want to be a motherfucking soldier. You better act Oh, here it comes. Oh, you ready for this? Good evening and welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Brooklyn Buzzsaw Talent. Throw my tailor, Mr. Take That, 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 Take That himself. Whew. It is May 27th. It is about like 94 degrees down here in South Florida. Even though I can't, I can't say that the sun has been shining and the weather's been sweet. It's been, it's been a little gloomy and, and a little bit cloudy, and it's been a little bit weary. It's one of them times where you want to put on the galoshes, take off your shirt, and start doing some usher shit in the middle of the streets. It's been one of those kind of temperatures. I can make a good thing out of anything. You just stay tuned, okay? <laughs> Man, if we had some time away, we we've had, we had some time apart. I know it's been like two weeks since, since I left you guys, and and you know what it's like. It's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope pot to step to, step step to, step to, step to, step to. You know what I mean? Like I'm one of those. I'm hyper right now. I don't got my co-host with me today. My co-host is handling some family issues. So you know what I mean? If you don't know, my my co-host got some got some major family issues going on right now due to the whole COVID nineteen. So we send our condolences out to him all day. You know what I mean? That's love. What's going on? What's going on, paparazzi? We see you. Yo, stay tuned today. Stay tuned today. Stay tuned because on the show today, on the show today, not only are we going to talk about, we may, we may talk about the NFL schedule for the Jets coming up. We may, we may do that. But for sure, for sure, we're going to talk, we're going to get into our favorite players of all time. Oh yeah, that folk talk is back. You know, we got that folk talk, that folk talk. And we got to have it for the NFL East. So stay tuned, all you Cowboy fans. Stay tuned, all you Eagles fans, you Jets fans, you Finn fans, you Cheaters fans. I'm talking about you Patriots fans. I didn't mean to call you guys cheaters. You know, I mean, I mean, I should describe you by your team, not what you actually are. You know, my bad, my bad. You know what I mean? You Bills fans, all of you guys, stay tuned. It's coming hot and heavy for all of you guys. Also, you know, we will talk about the, the actual last two episodes of The Last Dance. We're going to get into some Major League Baseball. We're going to talk about some football. We're going to talk about some basketball. We're even going to talk about some fight. We're going to talk about that and all of it on the Mighty Sports Podcast. So you know what I say. Regardless of the time. Take that, take that, take that. Oh, I missed this. And regardless of the weather. Hello. 
You play to win the game. It's always a good time to talk some sports. <laughs> it's time for me to change levels and go Super Saiyan. So... Let's start talking. Woo! Back at it like a sports fanatic. My team sports. I hope you guys are with me today. I hope you guys are with me today. I hope you're feeling the energy that's in the room. As, as I said to begin the podcast, it's been about two weeks since, since we've had a podcast to even give you guys. I had some personal issues. I'll let you behind the curtain. I had some personal issues. I was over here fighting with my landlord and the AC people. I ain't had no AC for like about for like 10 whole days down here in South Florida. Shit was real. Father Brian shit. What's going on, Father Brian? What's going on, Brian? What's going on? I, I, I saw I saw you I saw you doing your podcast right before I hopped on. I, I, I was doing some prep work. I was gonna hop in there, but I knew he was gonna ask me a question. He was gonna come in there and say hi, and I, and I, and I, and I didn't want to be rude. I was gonna be, you know, my 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 my, my distractions was torn because I was ready. I was getting ready for this. I was getting ready to give you this here. What's going on, people? I see you all day. So let's not hesitate. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't gonna hesitate. First, first of all, first of all, please, please. I completely forget what week of the COVID that we're in. So let's let's go ahead and give you your, your quick COVID update. It's like week, I don't know, what's this, week 13 something, 12? I don't know, I've lost count. All I know that I'm in a state that shit is trying to open up in. Shit has been opening up here. They've allowed sports, now they're trying to do more. One of the states, Florida, Georgia, New York, I think Nevada, Nevada, some shit like that. They're trying to open up. A lot of these warmer states are trying to open up as things. We've already discussed that. People are dying. People are going out with masks. People are, shoot, people are shooting up Publix. People are partying out and down in Atlanta. You know what I mean? Freak Nick was back, popping that boot. You know what I mean? Like, shit was real. Shit was real. Because I'm getting messages on, 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 the, on the IG. Motherfuckers is going to get sick. Some motherfuckers won't get sick. People are going to be scared to go back. Where some people, some people are going to be dying to go back to work. Shit, shit is all a mess. Listen, I'm gonna tell you the best thing you can do. Let's play that shit day to day. Don't even worry about don't even worry about what's gonna happen on fucking Saturday. You know what I mean? Just just get through Wednesday and then wake up Thursday and get through Thursday. Don't don't, don't worry about that shit. Just just do that shit and move move the fuck on. Like we are about to do with this topic. So it doesn't look like that I'm gonna have time to get the it doesn't look like the, the host of the Unstoppable Podcast is gonna be able to make it in time for us to start the Because as you guys know, right? The one thing that we have had so far. The one thing that we have we've been fortunate to have so far, as far as sports was, and, and I ain't talking about wrestling, I ain't talking about UFC, is that we've been blessed with the with the Last Dance miniseries. Let's call it a miniseries. It's not a document. It's a miniseries. The Last Dance miniseries, right? A ten-part miniseries. And before we even get there, let's just say, let, let me let me get this out before I even get into that's that ball, right? Let me tell you what's really that ball. <laughs> let Stevenson got his own little miniseries. And I'm going to tell you something. I don't give a fuck about Lance Stevenson. He's a cheater. That's it. Like, I don't feel sorry for him. Like, the cancer spread to your whole body was because you were taking human growth hormones. I don't feel sorry for you. Like, people think you're a piece of shit. Well, guess what? You are a piece... Like, see, like, people like him and Alex Rodriguez... And, and, and I'm, and I'm going to go completely off. I'm going to go to the left field before we even start. See? Because this is how we start on the podcast today. Without any host to keep me in line, I'm going to be everywhere. And where I'm at today is completely on Lance Stevenson and Alex Rodriguez because, see, shit looks cute now, right? Like years later, the incident passed, and all you try to do is just remember their greatness, and shit looks cute. But shit isn't cute when 
you are literally lying on other individuals about the shit that you did, throwing them under the bus and ruining their career because they caught you doing some shit that you shouldn't be doing. So now you out there ruining innocent people's lives. Alex Rodriguez did that dumb shit, and so did and and so did and so did one testicular guy, um, Lance Armstrong. He did that shit. He ain't so strong anymore. Lance one nut. Like he did that shit. So when their stories come out, I don't want. I don't give a fuck about their stories. John's Bones Joe's. I don't give a fuck about his story. He's a fucking cheater. They're cheaters. You all cheated your game. Your records don't mean shit. Your wins don't mean shit. Your numbers don't mean shit. Your commentary don't mean shit. Your advice don't mean shit. Your stories don't mean shit. Like, the only thing I'm missing from this segue is Mr. Hanky going, hi de ho That's how much shit you don't mean. But we're not here to talk about Alex Rodriguez and the rest of them. Like I said, this came up because of this documentary thing. And like I said, I don't, I don't see why Lance Stevenson deserves a documentary, but I guess some people are going to want to know the story. And if, 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 if anything else, right? If out of anything else... The story probably is about of how shitty of an individual he was, of how horrible of a person he was, of, 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 of what, what's, what kind of monster that he was. All right? What's going on, everybody? I see you guys joining the podcast, Ron, Ron, and everybody else. Poe, Spox, Brian, all of it. And listen, don't worry, I will open up the phone lines. You guys drop me any kind of questions that you want in the comments. We will gab here. We got three hours to spare. So all these guys, I'm not really, I'm not really concerned about a lot of their stories. Like so, a lot, of, so like everybody is seeing Jordan's story, and now everybody wants to do their own story. I, I don't know why. Like Tom Brady is getting a story, and I'm like, why? Why do we need Tom Brady's story? What the fuck has Tom Brady done that interests us? Because the last thing I knew, last thing I, I, last thing I remember, it was all about a system. It was all about Bill Belichick and what Bill Belichick did. Nobody cares about Tom Brady. Nobody cares about you was drafted number 250-something. Nobody cares about the TB12. Nobody cares about all that shit. Like, you are a product of your environment. You are a product of New England and the genius of Bill Belichick. And also, like, I understand the fact, right, like, we just lost Kobe. And, and, and we may be feeling that we need to give, we, we need to give these legends their roses while they're still here. But this isn't one of those cases. This isn't one of those cases. Not only is it way too early for Tom Brady to try to have some kind of nine-part documentary, especially when, 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 it, when it's still fresh and it's still new, and, and, and basically your story is still... Like, your story isn't done, right? Is that a big right? Like, you go to Tampa Bay and you wet the bed, then that completely, that completely undoes everything that you've ever done. Like, you understand? You are loaded. Loaded, Tom Brady. You are loaded. Like a fucking potato at Olive Garden. You are loaded. Is Olive Garden sell loaded potatoes? Ruby Tuesdays. Like you are that loaded with talent. So if you do anything less this year, nah, B, nah, B, we ain't trying to hear that shit. We ain't trying to hear that shit. Your whole career is a fluke, B. Your whole career becomes a fluke. Nobody believes in your numbers anymore. What you did happen, it just, it just happened. It wasn't great. It just happened. You just happened to be part of a great system. It wasn't you. But let's, let's go back to a place where it was him. And what was him in combined with a system, right? A system called the triangle. A triangle system that as I watch, I wonder to myself, like, yo, why the fuck can the Knicks have done this better? Why couldn't the Knicks have made this work? And, and, I, and I get it. There are different factors. You may not want your general manager to be the one trying to help coach you up on a part-time level when he's really not there in the trenches with you trying to really implement a system or, or help you master this system. 
So I, I can get it what a kickback was. Because to be honest with you, when I look at what's going on, Jimmy. Oh, shit. See, 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 see. I, I, I ain't gonna lie, Jimmy. I ain't gonna lie. I appreciate the love. Fully, fully appreciate the love. I'm still in the thing that you do this on purpose. I'm still in the thing that you do this on purpose. I think that you just like to hear your sound. I think you just really like to hear the sound. So I got you, B. I got you. Y'all make sure y'all. Not, not, only, not only Jimmy's podcast. <laughs> not only Jimmy's podcast. You need to go ahead and catch out. Uh, go ahead and check out Post Podcast. Go ahead and check out um, Brian's podcast. They all have podcasts here on the pod on the Podbean platform. Make sure you guys take the opportunity and listen to all of them. Listen, great work, great content. It is always captivating. And, and and to be honest with you, you never know what you're gonna get. And that's probably the best part about it. <laughs> We're telling everything about spiritual readings, to hip hop talk, to 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 to, to, to talks about having an all-female harem. Yeah, that happens. That happens here on Podbean. Stay tuned. Go listen to some of these peoples on here. They got some interesting stories for you. <laughs> but still, always, always, always appreciate the love. Always appreciate the love that you guys give when you, when you show. You know, I mean, you know I'm just busting your chops, Jimmy. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're just going to move on. So, <laughs> we got the Unstoppable Pod... We have, the, we have the Unstoppable Podcast that talks about the... Last dance. So make sure you guys go find that. U N S T O P P A B U L L. They just did their last episode, and there's other things that's coming to work. Once again, we're still waiting for that host of that show to see if he can make his way over. He, he's 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 had the opportunity to bless us for the last two or three weeks with his presence. I don't not quite sure if he's gonna be able to to make it in this week. We'll see. We will see. But that's not gonna stop us from talking about that's that bull. And 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 the reason why I call it that's that bull because while it's a double entendre. You get it, right? Like that. Like those were the bulls. Those were the bulls of the '90s that that you couldn't take down. But on on the flip coin of it, that those were the bulls of the '90s that we couldn't take down. <laughs> like I'm a Knicks fan. Like and I'm torturing myself right now. I'm telling you, I'm torturing myself. 1993 Eastern Finals Game Four. I'm watching that right now, knowing the Knicks are gonna blow it, knowing they're gonna lose. Knowing I am going to get my heart ripped out of my chest like a finishing move in Mortal Kombat. I know this is coming. But I love me some basketball so much I even want to watch it when it hurts. And that's what true love is. That's what true love is. You love them even when it hurts. I love my sports. I got to regain my composure. But let's get back into the show, right? Episode 9. We start off with Chicago versus Indy. And I'm telling you, I'm going to put myself through so many different layers of heartache here. It is not even funny. It starts off with Chicago versus Indy. And I'm going to tell you right now, the very first thing I noticed was Reggie Miller's nauseating voice. I cannot stand the sound of that man's voice at all. Don't like him. Don't want him anymore. Like, like can't play with him. Don't want him. Like, like put him in the bathroom. All that shit, B. Like, I booed him. Why they gave? Why they gave him a key at one of the Indy 500s? That was me in the background booing him. Yes, that was me. I did that in Indy, and trust me, I never, I never built more fearful for my life ever. 
I was out of place. I was out of my element. Thank God I had a bunch of soldier friends around me. That's the only thing that protected my ass that day. <laughs> Fuck, I'm telling you. I was getting some looks that day. Like, how dare you? We're about to string this one up. Put him right on the tarmac and use him as a speed bump. I swear to God, I was that close. I was that close from, from blending into environment. But it starts off with Reggie Miller and the Chicago Bulls, right? And, and Reggie Miller's nauseating voice. As he, as he recalls what he remembers about Michael Jordan, about the day that he gave him his name, the black Jesus, the black cat or whatever the hell Reggie Miller likes to embellish with every, you know, every little fact that comes out of his mouth. But it quickly goes into what would be the staple of Reggie Miller's very dirty career. And that is the fact that from day one of them playing each other, Reggie Miller has always found ways to take cheap push-offs on Michael Jordan. We see the first one that sparks a fight on the court. Where I, I, I guess I, I, I don't want to say a fight. It causes a scuffle, a rumble, right? A, scuff, a scuffle, as, as, as some people say in some places of the world, right? <laughs> it causes a little scramble on the court. They, they get face-to-face, -face, hands are in their face, and they're trying to be separated. You know, MJ's like, yo, don't hold him back. Don't hold him back. Let the light-skinned bomber go. Give him a two-piece and a biscuit real quick. You know what I mean? Air Jordan. Bow, bow. <laughs> but it will fast-forward to not only Reggie Miller doing, you know, one of their first initial meetings, having that push-off against Jordan made him want to fight him. But... It would also even fast forward to the time that they met in the playoffs where Michael Jordan made the statement that I probably, this probably was the biggest gut punch to me during this whole entire miniseries. And that's when he called the Indiana Pacers his toughest opponent. I was like, what? Straight gut punch, all the ear out of me. What? Like, like, like full breaks pump. I, I couldn't go any further. <laughs> you mean your toughest opponent wasn't the Knicks? Because you understand, for years, I mean, for decades, I feel like the Knicks, Knicks fans, have been have been under this shroud that we've been holding our head up high. That yo, we were his toughest opponent. Like, like we knew that we were like that, that we gave him problems when it once once he passed the Detroit Pistons, and then Jordan came out and was like, "Nah, it wasn't them. It wasn't my Knicks. It was the Pacers. The Pacers. I don't remember even the Pacers even being that deadly. Like the Pacers, like like the Pacers made what one or two runs. That was it, maybe. And it, and it could be me having a blind spot because once again, the moment." That helps the one of the moments that helps define Reggie Miller, where he talks about the rest is history. Well, to me, the rest isn't really history, right? So in dirty Reggie Miller fashion, he comes off the baseline and he fully uproots MJ, almost out of his J's, to make a shot to tie up the series two-two. He's celebrating, doing his little light skin twister shit. You know what light skin people do. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> he's doing his light skin twister shit. 
And they cut the screen. And they go to Bird. And you know what's so funny? My brother is older than me. And we had this discussion that my brother does not remember. My brother's like four years older than me. He does not remember how dominant Bird was. He don't remember how smooth Bird was. He don't remember how educated Bird was on that court. He's like, I don't remember anything about Bird. What made Bird so good? And I'm like, yo, bruh. Like, you're older than me. You, like, like, for a second, I had to look at him like I was talking to my younger brother. We don't have any younger brothers. I am the youngest brother. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck does yous mean you don't remember shit about Bird? Like, I remember shit about Bird. And I, I, and I got less memory than you. And I smoke more weed than you. And drink more alcohol. Like, like you got, and you got a bigger head. Like, you have, like, you have more storage capacity. One. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 you've done less stuff to alter your alter your memory, and you should have you, you should have had more awareness and more consciousness during his during his day. But no no no. Apparently my brother doesn't remember none of this shit. Like I I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it blew it blew me for a stack. Like it, it did it did it blew me way back. Blew me back for a stack. But they go to Larry Bird's face, and Larry Bird is stone face. Not one emotion. Not happy, not sad, nothing. He's just looking at like, there's a play left. We still got to play defense. Don't you guys rest on your laurels. And, what's going on some sense? Jordan will get that ball, shoot it, pump fake it, crank it off the backboard. It will dribble around a couple of times, roll out. Indiana Pacers go up 2-2. Off of a fully extended Reggie Miller. And you know what? I'm starting to realize, as, as I'm watching Reggie Miller, right, again, during this Bulls series, I'm starting to realize probably why I don't like James Harden either, right? It's just that they were just too fluky of scorers. Like, too much of their scoring was determined on them drawing bullshit fouls or, make, or, 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 or manipulating plays or, 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 or always trying to get phantom calls that they weren't, that they weren't worthy of. That's probably the reason why, why, I have this, why I have this issue with James Harden. He may remind me... Even though their games are completely sim, completely different, but he, but he reminds me of the flukeliness of, of what Reggie Miller was, because that same bullshit push off that he would end up doing against Jordan would get him um, snuffed by Jordan early in his career, and then again that would help him tie up a series that would let them that would lead them to go nowhere. It's just a really good moment for Reggie Miller. It's like B.J. Armstrong had a really good moment. Reggie Miller would do that same bullshit. Of pushing off on players to beat the Knicks in horrific fashion when the Knicks were up by like seven with with like eight seconds left. Like I I I, I like the numbers like like escape me a little. But this has been Reggie Miller his whole entire career. So when I'm watching him being talk, when talking about talking with Jordan, I'm like, how is this your 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 strongest competitor? When, when, when he was the flukiest of, of players. He was the floppiest of, of players. Like, like, yeah, he had a three-point shot. But I'm like, that's about it. That's about it. I was nothing special about Reggie. Like, even his voice is disgusted. Like, anytime he, anytime he commentates for, for a game, like, I'd rather just watch the game on silent and listen to him talk, to be honest with you. So... They will tie that series up 2-2. And then Michael Jordan will come back. Because obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're giving him the press conference. And in the press conference where he lost the first game to Indiana, he said it was just a speed bump. But they lost the game two to Indiana. The comment, one of the reporters asked, 
is Indiana still a speed bump? And in Jordan fashion, completely straight, straight with confidence, looked up and said, they still got to come through Chicago. You know, with that little joke, they still got to come through Chicago. Utah. Indiana. It don't matter. They still got to come to Chicago. And he was right about that. Like, it didn't matter how well you did. It didn't matter what, what one moment you had, what one shot that you hit in a series. It doesn't matter if you tied it up 2-2 every single time. You still had to fully come through them. And winning two games doesn't go through Chicago. Four games gets you through them. Two games is halfway through the journey. And they finish out this journey way more times than anybody else was during that time frame. This Indiana series will quickly flip over to what goes on with the Utah series. Right? And this is Utah's first appearance to the NBA Finals. This Utah team is completely stacked, right? Carl Mal Malone, John Stockton. Brian Russell. <laughs> and I throw Brian Russell in there, right? Brian Russell in there because there were a couple things that Mo MJ saw as motivation for this finals, right? And the motivation for those finals, Star Stalks is another three. Which is so funny, right? As, as I get back to Utah. As I'm watching this next game, right, this next to Chicago game, one of the major things that I'm noticing, right, uh, and it's one of the big differences that you definitely notice between, between the past game and today, between the past game and today's game, is that even in transition, right, that when those guys had open shots, right, in transition, even if it was sometimes was an 18-footer, a lot of times, they didn't take that shot. There were a lot of times where they sat and, and and this is where and this is where analytics start to come in a little bit more about basketball, and, and this is where that difference starts to play. But a lot of times they would wait for the remainder of their offense to come down the court, and they would set up a play. It didn't matter if, if they thought they had a one-on-one -on -one play, sometimes, or if they thought they had a fast break opportunity, they would John Starks for another three, and he missed that one. <sighs> See him trapped up in the emotion already. So there was a lot of times where. Even for wide open three point shots, uh, even when they're coming down the court in transition, you'll see a tool how everybody plays below the three point line versus at the three point line and above. Because for the most part, you knew nobody was just coming up and chucking up a three, which is completely different now. Like if you give anybody now that kind of space for three, oh, it's a bomb. It's a bomb all day long. Like you might as well call Baghdad because it's going to be straight bombs. So back to Utah, right? As I told you once again, I'm, kind of, I'm getting caught up in the emotion of watching this Knicks and watching this Knicks and Chicago's playoff game from back in the day. So on top of this, right? So now as, as, as Chicago moves on, right? Still talking about episode nine. You would see them start going through Utah. And this is Utah's first appearance. And, I, and I'm going to tell you something, right? And I, I really don't care how this sounds. I'm going to tell you two strong things about 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 Carl Malone. He's a dirty player. I believe that 100. I always thought about Carl Malone. During Chicago Bulls run, there weren't many times I was rooting for the Bulls to win a championship or to beat the team that they were playing against. For, for a bunch of different reasons. 
Gary Payton, I wanted to get a ring at the time. Clyde Drexler, I wanted to get a ring at the time. You're playing against Magic. That's that's Magic and them boys for that first ring. I think I, th I think I wanted them to, to beat to beat Magic that first time because I wanted to see something new. So so I, so I wanted to see Jordan get that first one. I'm not gonna lie about that first one. I wanted to see him get that first one and probably the last two. The rest in between, nah. Barkley, I wanted to see win. And, and and listen, sometimes you can say the similar thing about when the Lakers had their dominant run. That when like like when they played against Philly, I definitely wanted to see Philly win that championship. Um, I had beef with with with, with New Jersey, but they were so close to my tri-state area that I wouldn't have minded it. Like they would like now I realize how much shit they would have been able to talk over us. But I wouldn't have minded back then. I wouldn't have completely minded back then to see Jason Kidd and Vince Carter more than anything else get a ring over Kobe and them. Like I think that Vince Carter deserves a ring in this league. <laughs> I don't believe that Carl Malone deserves a ring in this league. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. Like I said, ultimately, I believe he's a dirty player. So that's where my first beef against him is. And to be honest with you, there are some players that they are, they are greater than what they are because of the person they are paired with. And the first person I'm going to say that about as we're talking about this is Scottie Pippen. I don't care, I don't care how great everybody says Scottie Pippen is or how good he became. This series has proven to me that Scottie Pippen without Michael Jordan does not become the best defender in the league. Doesn't become the second best player in the league. Or, or, doesn't, or he doesn't become the Scottie Pippen that we talk about. He maybe becomes Ron Harper. If he goes to another team. Maybe. If he, if, if he becomes great, then we talk about him maybe in the likes of Clyde Drexler. Now. Maybe. But I don't think that, I don't think that Scottie Pippen coming into this league... Had what it take, had what it took to be a dominant figure in this league. He had to he had to be driven by the greatness of Michael Jordan to turn into the Scottie Pippen that we all know. So see, and and so let, so let me let me back this up for some of you guys, right? For some of these individuals that that talk about how great, talk about the players that Michael Jordan had on his team, right? When comparing it to LeBron, and be like, oh my God, when when he when he starts talking about the players that LeBron that Jordan had versus LeBron. Still part of this thing, and I hope that you've seen it very clearly. Jordan, in the beginning, before he... See, because everybody likes to talk about the last team that he had. Derek Harper, Steve Kerr, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Michael Jordan. See, they like to talk about that team. They don't like to talk about the first team that he had. Paxton, Wellington, B.J. Armstrong, and a bunch of other nobodies. As he dragged along Scottie Pippen and pushed Scottie Pippen to get to be better every single step of the way. Because from year one, Scottie Pippen has been trying to quit on him through multiple excuses. From year one to the very last year, Scottie Pippen has been trying to find ways to quit on his team. And in the year that Jordan wasn't there, guess what he actually did? He actually quit on his team. So Scotty Pippen is the very first person I will tell you that his greatness, his greatness is a direct correlation to Michael Jordan's greatness. Without that, I doubt he becomes John Starks. I'm being that bold and that disrespectful to get to Scott Pippen because that's what I've seen from him as of late. 
And I've always and I've always had this idea, had this idea that he probably doesn't become this great without without the pushing of Michael Jordan, and we fully see that now. The other person I say this about is the person that holds that has the second most points in the league. Because for this guy called Malone, you can one hundred percent see that his numbers, his greatness, is a direct correlation to the greatness of John Stockton. Now, granted, John Stockton does need Carl Malone to make all of these buckets that he is feeding him in the pick and roll. He does need Carl Malone to finish at the rim when he's going in, when he's going in to dunk the ball. He does need Carl Malone to hit that 18-foot jumper. But just like Steve Nash with Amari Stoudemire, you, the greatness that you have is a direct correlation to how great the point guard that you had with you. And I'm telling you, I don't believe that John, that Carl Malone is as great as being the number two scorer in the league. I'll say that, I'll, I'll say that full facts. He is not that great. When I think of Carl Malone, I don't think of top five power forward. I don't. I, I think of a lot of other people that were greater than him. I mean, 6'10", 265, 80 pounds or whatever. Pure muscle, did his thing. I, I get it. I get it. But John Stockton is the dude on that team to me. John Stockton is the league leader in assist. Sorry. Is the NBA leader in assist. He led the league in assist for a decade. A decade. Of averaging over 12 assists per game. For a decade. So when you talk Carl Malone, no, 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 no. Carl Malone is a direct byproduct of John Stockton. Amari Stoudemire, as much as I love him, is a byproduct of Steve Nash. And Scottie Pippen is a, by, is a byproduct of Michael Jordan. Their greatness lies directly with them. Um, somebody's trying to message me about something. Don't quite know what it is. So as they go up against these Utah teams, MV gets a couple of gets a couple of motivating factors. It's because a bum like Carl Malone gets MVP over him. Which once again, if anybody has to get MVP that that year, I'm giving it to John Stockton over Carl Malone. That's that. That's just me. But they wanted it to give it up to Utah. Utah just made it the year before. I'm sorry. Utah was up and coming. <laughs> you know, like they wanted to give it to somebody fresh. I believe at the time. He did decent numbers. Helped the team um, to a decent record. And obviously, they made it to the finals that year. But MVP of the league? Nah. No, 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 no. There was somebody actually doing better work than you. On your own team. And I, based off that disrespect, Michael Jordan completely went off on them. For about three straight games. I mean, I, I a little back and forth here and there. And in the first playoff series, we will get to what we get, what we know, what we have known for decades now as the flu game, which Michael Jordan in this mini series has decided to take that away from us, and him correcting it has sparked a bunch of different controversies. Right? Is he lying? How did so many? How, how did how did this many people get access? What really happened? They're really trying to figure out. 
let's put this out there first. So I don't have, because I'm going to remind you again later. Michael Jordan has never lied about the flu game. Michael Jordan has never said he had the flu for that game. When Michael Jordan entered that game, it was said he, like, he had flu-like systems, symptoms. As he battled through that game, they kept on saying, as he battled with flu-like symptoms. And then it turned into the flu game. Because that was a whole lot easier than flu-like symptom games. They just called it the flu game. Well, it ended up being the flu game was a fluke game. And what happened is that Michael Jordan ends up saying that he ended up having food poisoning that game. Came back from the game. It was game three in Utah. Hungry. Needed food. Everybody had already in, in his room. The security, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? Um, the Sniff Brothers. Right, all of them already had, had already eaten. Michael Jordan orders a pizza, and he's the only one that eats his pizza. The pizza is delivered by what's said to be five people, about, about five people or so, are individuals trying to peek into the room to get a glimpse at Michael Jordan. In further detail, it is said that Michael Jordan spits all over this pizza to make sure that nobody else eats this pizza because everybody ate without him. Michael Jordan, fifth personal foul on Doc Rivers. I ain't gonna lie. Even though I knew Doc Rivers played for us, there are times I really forget that Doc Rivers played for us. I think it's called an offensive foul on Jordan. Okay. So there are times I really forget that, that Doc Rivers played for us. So let's continue. Let's continue. Let's continue. So Michael Jordan eats his, eats his pizza. Don't know how much of the pizza he eats, but then he ends up getting flu-like symptoms, right? Which we come to find out that ends up being more food poisoning than actually the flu. Whether it's food poisoning or it's the flu, we can tell for a fact that Jordan was in some kind of pain, killed over. Listen, we, we've learned for we've learned now already that Jordan is willing to make up anything to make himself feel better. Could Jordan have made up that they that they poisoned the thing and made himself physically ill? Just to get, who knows, who knows, right? But we do know that Jordan was ill, 100% was ill. Sorry, seeing Stokes get into a frenzy. See, like, like, see, out of all the light-skinned people that was like, see, John Stokes wasn't one of those light-skinned people. Like, he was tough. He wasn't, he wasn't your regular light-skinned brother. <laughs> um... So now the so now this flu game turns into the food poison game. And it starts to bring up all of this controversy about what really happened with Michael Jordan and his illness with that game. And to me, I really don't care. It doesn't change much for me. It doesn't... What's going on? I see you. Oh, oh Cuddy, get in here. Call in. I see, you, you can't join on Instagram and not be calling in on the podcast. Get your butt up here as, 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 we're, as we're running through the last the last two episodes of, of That's That Bull. Get in here. <clears throat> yeah, he's, he's popping in on my Instagram when he's supposed to be on my pod beat. This, this is what happened with guests. They, 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 they pop all, they all over the place. <laughs> so, 
Now, it's no longer the flu game. And, and to me, I'm like, does it matter that if it was the flu game or not? Does it matter if it's the flu game or not? Like, to me, the only thing that really matters is that we know that he was sick. You can't deny that he was sick. You can't deny that he wasn't feeling well. You can't deny that he was under the weather. Now, who knows? Who knows if they really poisoned his food? Who knows if they did something to it? Who knows if maybe he ate a whole large pizza and if he caught a tummy ache, right? Like, that's an actual possibility. Because we know now it's not the flu. Like, granted, we've, like, see, at some point in time, we just got rewired. We, we rewired it in our brain from flu-like system to the flu game. Michael Jordan played with the flu. See, that's what, that's what ended up happening. It went from flu-like systems to the flu game symptoms. I don't know why I keep fucking over that word. But flu-like symptoms to the flu game to now when we tell the story, Michael Jordan won a fucking championship while having a game while playing with the goddamn flu. He had the flu. Go look it up. He had the fucking flu. Quickest flu ever. Like, he had the kind of flu that you used to call into your job to tell him that you're sick. <laughs> that's the kind of flu that he... Hey, Mitch. Yeah, man. I don't know what happened. Yeah, hey, I, I think I got the flu or something. I could be able to make it in today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Give me some shots. Um, one ninety, one ninety octane. Um, um, yeah, yeah. I'll take a shot in there. Oh, yeah, that, facts, facts, facts. Two shots actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna be able to make it, Mitch. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's my esophagus or some shit. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll get you back on on Wednesday if I'm feeling better. Click. <laughs> like he had the kind of flu <laughs> that you have. When you're calling out sick. Because by the next game, he was good. So it very well could have been just a stomach, a really bad stomach ache. It could have been food poisoning. He could have felt, he could have been like that. Food poisoning will keep you up all night. It will give you stomach cramps. It will make you feel as unco uncomfortable as you have ever felt in your tummy, ever. It is, it is, it is bad. And he could have been in knots and stitches that whole entire game. But he played. And you know what he wasn't? He wasn't a decoy. We'll talk about that a little bit more. So ultimately, I guess people are trying to figure, did he make the flu game up? And to me, you know what? It don't matter. Because ultimately, what we saw was him run through a game. Not 100%. Still be the primary weapon, be the primary target, be the man on his team, and still will his team to a victory in a playoff game that mattered. Because you know who wasn't doing that? His so-called psychic. Now, one of Jordan's psychics, sidekicks that I thought... I... I and I realize that he's a current coach in the NBA, multiple-time champ, probably has now a total of seven rings when you put together how many he has as a player and as a coach. Was Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr... I did not know this story about Steve Kerr's dad. Let's just put it that way. I did not know the story about Steve Kerr's dad. About Steve Kerr's background. About about him being a um a professor in the Middle East, going to um um going to a school, and taking a position where the person before him had just gotten shot in the head, like how crazy is that? 
the position you took like was really of a person who just got shot in the head and then what happens to you later bam it's over ladies and gentlemen it's over Similar thing happens to Steve Kerr's dad. They didn't know about this about Steve Kerr. Which makes you start to understand like the different layers of Steve Kerr the man and Steve Kerr the coach. Right? Steve Kerr the teammate. When you, when you hear him talk about... Because I don't remember Steve Kerr so much. I think he said he got drafted by Phoenix. But I do remember him in Cleveland. I do remember him in Cleveland. And I do remember him coming to Chicago. And you know it's funny that he was like, listen. That the whole, while he was playing that he wanted to be in Will Purdue's spot. He's like, that's the spot that I want. And eventually he ended up being in that spot. Le end up learning from him and then end up learning how to get MJ's trust after having a snuff, a, a, you know, a snuff fest. And then it will be there to consistently hit clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot after clutch shot for the Bulls. And Steve Kerr's always been... <laughs> I, I don't remember Steve Kerr's speech, you know, um, parade speech. But I guess Steve Kerr has always been this weird, funny guy, right? Like, like I, didn't get to, I didn't get a chance to, to, to experience Steve Kerr's humor until he became the coach of the Golden State Warriors. But seeing, but seeing that very first, but seeing that acceptance speech, right, or that parade speech about Steve Kerr where he talks about, well, listen, like, do you realize he needed to make a last shot? MJ came to me and was like, listen, I'm going to need to take this And I, I'm over here thinking like, okay, MJ, I'm going to have to bail you out again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so hearing Steve Kerr say that, like, from back then, and then hearing all the different things about, about his background. Once again, knowing how he came up with the Chicago Bulls, right? Knowing that he came that, 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 that he was in a fight with, with MJ, Phoenix, Cleveland, going over to San Antonio and, and learning from Greg Popovich, learning, learning under learning under Phil Jackson in Chicago, and then what he became as a coach and what he became as, 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 a, as a human being or as a man, as a philosopher, as a leader of young men, right? You, you, you start to under, understand all of those different layers now. And I thought that Steve Kerr was, was highlighted a lot in this documentary, and I wasn't quite sure now. I mean, quite sure why, but I'm very happy that they were able to give us a little bit insight into Steve Kerr. It was one of those little things that I didn't know that I, that I wanted out of this documentary. But ultimately, Steve Kerr would end up earning his wings. And, and that's what that little portion of it was about. Now I wanted to tell you about, about, this, about, about how him and MJ now fought, about how him and MJ related to losing their father, which they never spoke about, but how he ended up really fighting for that position to be a trusted member of the Chicago, an intricate member, intricate member of the Chicago Bulls run. So now that's the first belt, or the first ring. And that's the first time they go up against Utah. Episode 10 will take you into, in, into Utah part, into Chicago and Utah part two. And by the time they got to this, uh, these last two episodes, these last two episodes, you can tell that they're starting to fade away. You're not, you're not getting those clever LL Cool J, I'm bad. You know, um, um, you know, no Mace songs, no Puff Daddy songs, no Biggie. You know I mean, you're not getting any of that clever shit. Right now, it's just score after score after score after score on the music line. I think a little thing from Kenny Lattimore or some shit like that, but mainly score after score. 
as they as they bring you now into the, into the in, into the final lap of this mini series, which is Jazz Bulls Part Two. Now, Jazz Bulls Part Two, the Jazz, the Utah Jazz end up having a better record than, than Chicago Bulls. So, for the first time in a long time, they didn't have um, the championship wasn't going through Chicago. It was going through Utah. And MJ probably still didn't have a care in the world. His issues with Brian Russell from Brian Russell talking shit to him when Brian Russell was a rookie and MJ was retired helped spill over. Michael Jordan knew that Brian Russell likes to play on his toes and consistently just had his number in clutch moments because, listen, you can be disciplined a lot of times, right? Off of a for, off for a good 46 minutes. It's those last two minutes when every single move you think is a strike. How are you going to react then? And they talk about the push-off that Jordan has and how it's not a push-off and how it's a major D as, sim as, as comparable as a major D ushering somebody to a seat. And I say that's complete bullshit because if that was the case, why when somebody's in mid-air, why would they talk so egregiously about giving them any kind of tap while in mid-air? Knowing because they know that it will completely um, throw off somebody's trajectory or can send them flying into the stands. So as slight and as light as that push off looked, don't let them lie to you. That is momentum on momentum on momentum. If you've played sports, if you've been physical, if you have played catch me if you can, then you know what it means to sideswipe somebody, to have somebody's momentum, for, to go a completely against them with a tap to their back so you can attack. We all know what that looks like. So when he says that, oh, I didn't push you, give him a little, give him a little fakey fake. What's going on? I see you. Give him a little fakey fake. His momentum had him going the other way and I just pulled up. No, 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 Don't let them fool you with the bullshit. Don't let them lie to you. That was an offensive foul. Listen. Still went in, still hit the shot, whatever. I think wasn't the game still tied at the time. I think it was the one who went into overtime. Maybe I'm not quite sure. Maybe down down by one. Can't quite, quite, quite remember. But that's a push off. Is a push off as anybody has ever seen a push off. So don't let them lie to you, right? As Utah is returning better, and Utah is returning ready, and and they're thinking that listen, that we can 100. percent going on. Since I already said that to you, as they're thinking 100 percent that they can uproot the Bulls. Listen, it was a possibility. It was a possibility. One of my favorite things I remember hearing from this hearing uh, from this playoff series was the fact that Rodman goes AWOL to go to to go make an appearance on WCW and join the end. I remember that so vividly because as a basketball and wrestling fan, I'm you're watching both and you're like, wait a minute, because remember at times. 
there was there used to be talks even while they were live there used to be rumors that they weren't quite live all the time that there were some segments that were taped and then fed in there so you're watching you're like wait a minute is this live is this really happening because you know that Dennis Rodman has a playoff game to go do now, now, now granted this happened to be some of the most brilliant shit to ever happen right some of the most brilliant shit to ever happen because and this, and this actually, this actually, and I, and I think I may have my timeline wrong. I think this, I think the timeline with Dennis Rodman may have happened actually in the series, in the in the first series. And the reason why I say it may have happened in the, in the first series, I think it did, because I because I remember, and maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't, maybe it didn't, maybe it still happened in the second series. And the reason, I know the reason why I think I maybe maybe mess up the timeline is because they've had the beef, and then as soon as the summer finishes, I remember. Carl Malone, the dirty Carl Malone at that, also going over to wrestling. And during one of the wrestling pay-per-view events, it was the NWO of Dennis Rodman versus whoever and Carl Malone. And they were actually exchanging clotheslines and body slams and 24-inch pythons in the middle of a ring. Right after going after each other playing the playoffs. So when you see them going after each other and then you see the friendly and, and, and then you see the taps on the ass, like, like, they, you, like you see them struggling to get up and tripping over each other four, five, six times. And then when, and when they finally both get to their feet, right, you see the tap on the ass from each other and, they, and then you see them both like, okay, yeah, good shit, good shit. That's the competitive nature. That, 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 that's, 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 that's good competitive rivalry, right? Like, it looked like they hated each other a whole lot more than they hated each other on the court. Because, listen, when it came to that extra money on WCW, they were able to put all things aside and go get that dough. And Carmelo was 100% happy that Dennis Rodman opened that door for him. <laughs> but, Dennis Rodman, once again, in the middle of, like... <sighs> I don't think there's another player in the NBA that will ever be managed like Dennis Rodman. And I'm saying as we, as we're managing Kawhi Leonard, Right? But Kawhi Leonard isn't going to Vegas. Kawhi Leonard isn't making isn't making trips over to WWE. Kawhi Leonard is really just trying to manage some tendonitis. He doesn't need days off to unleash the crazy inside. <laughs> I don't think there'll ever be another player. And I don't say there will never be another player, right? Because there hasn't been one since. It's going to be a really long time before we see another player get managed like Dennis Rodman was. Because for what Dennis Rodman did, like he's going to have to be great for you to have to put up with it. I mean, I mean, absolutely goat status. Remember, Dennis Rodman was one of the only few people that had that would put up zero points by the twenty-five rebounds in the game, and probably and and probably have more hustle stats than anybody else on the court. They didn't track those hustle points back then, but I guarantee you, he would have led them all. In the very last finals run, right, championship run, Scottie Pippen. We'll have to deal with an injury again. This time his back. Where he goes in, he comes out, he goes in, he comes out, he goes in, he comes out, right? He's icing it, he's heating it, he's icing it, he's heating it. And to be honest with you, Scotty People was gonna quit on his team again. Like, don't let time fool you. Don't let the miniseries fool you. Scotty Pippen was ready to quit on his team for a third time in his illustrious career as Robin he was getting ready to quit now granted they sent him out there and they forced him and, and you realize right it's so funny that look at Phil Jackson's reaction when he asked him about Scottie Pippen 
it was basically like, fuck it. Whatever you're going to do. Are you going to play? All right, good. Fuck it. Can you play? You, or can you start? All right, fuck it. Because he's already been on this road with Scotty. And he's already seen this from Scotty. When the going gets tough, Scotty has no problem quitting on his team. When things don't go Scotty's way, Scotty has no problem quitting on his team. Scotty did it during Scotty did it during um, during one of their first playoff runs um, when he first came to the Bulls. He did it when he had the team to himself, and he did it during their fa um, during their finals run. Scotty Pippen also quit on his team when he decided to have um, decided to have surgery at the beginning of the season versus the offseason because he was pouting over a contract that he was told not to sign. Think about Scott what you want. But he is no longer Scotty Pippen. He is what they called him the day that he drafted. Scott Pippen. Maybe Scotty is the Hall of Famer, but Scott is the quitter that constantly leaves his team to dry. One of the crazy things, right, as the series starts to wrap up, that you start to find out is that Phil Jackson actually had an opportunity to run this back. Phil Jackson was actually given the opportunity to try. Jordan scores 54 against the Knicks as they win. I mean, as the, as the Chicago Bulls win. Yeah. So, sorry, so I was watching old school games. Old school Knicks, old school Knicks enjoy this game. So, as this run would finalize, right, as we hear, Phil Jackson 100% opportunity to try to bring this back. Phil Jackson was given his opportunity to bring this back, and Phil Jackson ultimately decided not to. I had a, I still have a problem fully digesting that particular decision, and, and I get it. I get it and I don't get it, and maybe that's why. Because now, I, I get where it says that, you know what? You came into this season thinking it was your last season. And you can't keep doing this to people, right? To have them, granted, they're going to give their all, right? They're going to give their all regardless of try to win. It's a different emotion when you think it's your last. And you can't keep fully trying to pull on that from these players and keep expecting them to go. And I think Phil knew that. I think Phil had an idea that there's only so much more I can keep trying to push these guys. And granted, listen, Jordan, Jordan said, you know what? We, everybody probably would have came back for a one-year deal. Now, now, granted, listen, you can't go based off of what those players got signed for on their one-year deal. You have to assume that they would have taken a one-year deal and they all would have taken some kind of pay cut to try to put this together for one more year to see if they can go for seven. And then if it goes back, then try to go for eight. Or however long they decide to do this. By doing six, they already put themselves in the unprecedented um, territory. Having two three-peats, they already put themselves in the unprecedented, um, un unprecedented territory. To get that seventh would have been something special as well. But Phil ultimately put, put the big kibosh on it. While, and, 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 you know, and I, probably, I probably agree with this statement probably more than anything. While Kraus may have started put, um, dismantling this team, this team was officially dismantled, dismantled by Phil Jackson.
officially. Krauss may have put the the may have put the pieces in motion, and granted, he never probably probably didn't need to do that. Didn't need to go come into this season and tell the and tell the. And you know what? I'm lying. He did need to tell the players that this was their final season. That after this season, if they win 82 games, he's probably going to blow this up. He does need to convey that to the players. So when the players start getting traded, or he start looking to trade the players and start letting the players go, they start realizing that, listen, I told you this beginning of the season. What he probably didn't need to do is tell the media. Because then that started a different circus. That was probably something that should have been kept in-house more than anything else. So, in Phil's fashion, Phil ends it all. As he, put, as he does this exit ritual. Where they all write what the season meant, about, meant to them. This run meant to them. They're going to read it to each other in a group. They'll dump it in a can. And then they'll burn it. We're going to take a break here very shortly. Once they have burned that, then that's them finding their, their peace, their closure. Technically, that's trying to give them closure on that run. So they could go ahead and move forward with whichever next chapters that they have going on in their career. Steve Kerr, four straight championships. <laughs> and that's how they would end this series. Now listen, bear with me. I'm talking for like a straight hour. I'm gonna take a quick break. When we, when we come back, I'm gonna talk about a couple of things. A couple, I wanna, I'm gonna question you guys as well. Talk about what I, what we possibly took away from this podcast. Not this podcast, but what we, what we took away from this mini series. Who probably looked the best? Who looked the worst? And if you got what you expected. And then obviously we're going to talk about some NBA, we're going to talk about baseball, and then we're going to get into our folk talk, our folk talk. That and more on the Mighty Sports Podcast when we return. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair. Mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, beating the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Check improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. 
find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. The games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games in all next-gen systems in the PlayStation 4, Nintendo Switch, and Xbox One series, as well as all your favorite old-school titles and systems, starting as early as Atari Nintendo to its current PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360. And yes, that does include all of the PlayStation's Nintendo systems and Xboxes in between. They've been family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off of the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses' Registry Plaza. That's directly located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gones, Florida 33169. That's conveniently just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multi-Vest Games, where you save more so you can play more. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising, doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying bees, letting loose with their gang. Intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building. Or simply in the classroom. Find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions. All in one place. Check the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am still your host and one and only Dallin Tomar Taylor, the AKA the Brooklyn Boss, uh, AKA the Chocolate Boy Wonder, AKA Mr. Take That, Take That Himself, AKA the Tin Man, AKA your girlfriend's favorite podcaster, AKA your favorite, your favorite podcaster's favorite podcaster, AKA Mr. AKA. <laughs> so, welcome back. If you're listening, you're listening on many platforms that I have for you guys live, right? Whether that's on... Podbean, which, which you guys maybe listen to me now. You can listen to the lot. You can listen directly live on the website. That's mytsports.net. Or you can catch the re-air any place that you listen to podcasts at, whether that's Podbean, TuneIn Radio, Mixilar, Google Play, iTunes, I... What I, 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 I say? I say TuneIn already? Um, I say Google... Yeah, all of them. All of them. Well, just, just use your imagination. I'm there. I'm there. 
I'm even imagining imagination. Imagination land. Imagination land. I'm there too. Um, listen, anything you can think of, I am there. Now, as we like to do, right? I want to welcome you guys, because I talked about it a couple of times, right? As we're wrapping up our That's That Bull segment, I have once again with me, joining me, the host of the Unstoppable Podcast. Can you help me out, Mark, with introducing my host for this evening? Now, I'd just like to introduce y'all to the man, the myth, the legend, the MVP frontrunner, Big Trust, woo-woo, in the flesh. Yes, sir. Trust. New Unstoppable isn't just a podcast. It's a culture. What's going on, Matthew Cutler? <laughs> What's up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Listen, the, the crowd, the, the crowd wanted you. The crowd asked for you. They asked you to come back. <laughs> so we just finished up the first segment of the show, and in the first segment of the show, we actually just finished wrapping up. Um, episodes 9 and 10 of the last dance and I'm actually glad right. and I'm actually glad I was able to catch you here more than anything else because this is actually the portion of the show that I only got I really wanted you here for but as part of the show I was going to start opening up to the audience a little bit right and right. one of the questions I wanted to ask you is during this whole entire podcast and we're excluding Jordan from all of these answers okay your answer cannot right. be Jordan <laughs> that's fine that's fine who look? Who come out? Who came out looking the best in this min in this in this Bulls mini series to you? Steve Kerr. Yes. I think we're on the same. Steve page Kerr. Too. Honestly, I mean, this it seems like not a, even though a lot of stuff really never came out. It just seems like nobody really has like a bad thing to say about him, regardless if it was back then or even now while he's a head coach. Yes. Or I mean, I mean. I don't want to say Phil Jackson has controversy with him or anything, but like, you know, I mean, you never really hear anything of him except for like when he was just coaching. That was it. And I don't even want to say it's a bad thing, but like, the only bad thing you really say about Phil Jackson is probably when he wrote his book and called Kobe a diva or whatever it was, you know? <clears throat> I mean, that's really it. Other than that, Steve Kerr came, came out looking the best. I'm I'm gonna have I, I will fully agree to and I don't know if my listeners may have may have may have gotten a hint of that when I was doing when I did the last um segment of the show. As I talked right. about not knowing about Steve Kerr's dad. Right? Oh neither did I. I really I knew nothing about his dad either. So to hear that story, that was incredible and I don't wanna say it was weird that they never talked about it, but I guess it's one of those things, I guess if something happens to you that's similar to someone else especially of the stature of my, who Michael Jordan is, you really, there's really nothing left to be said, you know? I mean, yeah, it's not, it's not like, it's kind of like sometimes, like, you know, like, until you get to, I guess, unless, you, unless maybe you get to get to know somebody, then it's even sometimes it's too early, I just don't know this person ever talk about it, and then time passes, or you just kind of know who you can say, like, you know what, this person, we need to talk about it. We need to have this conversation. And there's yeah, other exactly. people, you're like, you know what? We don't need to have this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. No, no, you're 100% correct. And that's basically what it was between them. Especially like, after the fight, after they had that fight, I feel like Jordan definitely had the utmost respect for him because Jordan even said he was a lot of people never really stepped to me, but Kerr did. 
Yes, he did. <laughs> so, I mean, but yeah, Steve Kerr definitely came out looking the best out of, out of them. Okay. So Steve and, and, and like I said, I, I was always I literally just I'm not gonna go over this again just because you're here, right? Because I literally, I literally mm-hmm. just just talked about Steve Kerr and nauseum and and but that's just, <laughs> that's, reason, that's reason I don't want to go over it again because as I said, if anybody no, was for the, for the individual that was that were listening to the podcast, they probably could have got they probably would have gotten a hint of how glowingly I talked about I was just talking about Steve Kerr and how shocked I was like I said about his father about him stepping to MJ about about their similarities about about how you know because like I, I remember Steve Kerr in Cleveland I don't remember him in Phoenix I remember him in Cleveland right I remember him in Phoenix not in Cleveland though so so I, I remember him in Chicago and then obviously we remember him in San Antonio and then so so what I what I ultimately said and, I, and I'm willing to repeat this from seeing Steve Kerr what happened with his father from seeing how he was on um, his upbringing from seeing how he fought for his position on his team from seeing how he fought michael jordan and then seeing who he was coached by in greg popovich and and also phil jackson and then the fact that he was a four-time championship it makes me really start to understand his psyche as a coach and also realize he's always been this kind of quirky funny dude like when you heard his acceptance yeah, speech how, how he had to save jordan i never heard that speech <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. No, you're absolutely correct on that. I mean, I remember watching the parade and him saying that. Like I said on the podcast. Um, the which podcast is that? Uh, which podcast is that? <laughs> My podcast, Unstoppable, the last recap. Okay, there we go. All right. No, what I was going to say what, what I was saying was because um, on the podcast, I talk about it. To where the fo- I'm sorry, let me cut you off. The phone I lines thought, are open, people. The phone lines are open if you'd like to join this portion of the conversation. <clears throat> I thought. He hit the game winner against the Supersonics. I didn't realize it was against Utah. Hmm. So my, I had, my brain was a little bit fuzzy, but I do remember watching the parade and him actually making that. I remember like vaguely about it because because I, I even have like DVDs of like they put out a giant box set of the Bulls, and I remember. Oh, oh, you are you are you one of those guys that after every year you again the Sports Illustrated um commemorable box no, set no, with no. the. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we never did that. No. I don't even know what it was. It, like, it was like years ago, though. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks to the audience. Um, no, we got it on my job one day, and I've never seen it since. It was just like it was just like a box that was Chicago. It was like a, we got different teams in. One of them was the Bulls, and it says Chicago Bulls the '90s, and it was like a um, like an hour documentary of each year that they won the championship. And then the last disc has like a bunch of games on there. So I remember when um, I was, because I actually went back to watch that stuff, mm-hmm. just kind of get prepared. And I actually do remember that happening. But the, the speech, it was funny to me, but I do remember hearing about it. So that part didn't make me laugh. So as Steve Kirk comes out looking the best, I thought, from this, not named Jordan. Are we in agreement that Scottie Pippen came out looking the worst? Yeah, unfortunately, man. It's unfortunate that he did. But I get it's editing and everything, but at the same time, when he says that he wouldn't change a thing about not going into the game, that's strike one, you know? So it's, it's like one of those things, so... It's basically that one that that becomes like I feel like that becomes like a flashpoint because now what ends up happening is that 
his migraine game as a rookie, you start to look at it like, yo, could you have toughed that out? His no, bro, no, my migraine. I don't know, man. Have you ever had a migraine? Yes, I, I, I like. I have. I know, affect, I, I know they affect people differently. I mean, luckily, I've only had one in my entire life, and the one I had, my head was pounding. I yeah, could, I, like, yeah, you literally I, can't. Yeah, you I can't. Had, I could, yeah, you, yeah, you, you know. I, I, but it's not even that though. But like the the lights. Yes. I had to just be in darkness. Yes. Yes. The whole entire time. I I, I do I do recall that. So. So, so, until you and see, I'm glad you did that because that's what you kind of have to do to to give you the logic of it. Because, like I said, him saying that causes a flashpoint, and it makes you look at all of the stuff that he did through a fine through a fine lens. Now, it makes you look at his migraine game and think like, "Yo, did he have a migraine? Did he have a headache? Could he have played through that, or could he have not played?" You know what I mean? Like, it makes you start to question yeah. everything. The bad back scenario. You know, towards Utah, so, it makes you start to think like, okay, listen, Jordan had the flu. He wasn't a decoy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he still, he, like, <laughs> so, it, it, oh, like. No, that's, that's the exact analogy that we used on the, on, on the podcast to where I go, the year prior, Jordan, the flu game, the pizza game, food poisoning, whatever you want to call it now, he saw what Jordan did. So did he think back to last year where he saw Jordan the way he was and He's like, fuck, it's just, it's my back. Trust me, I get back spasms sometimes. Yes. It's the, it's the worst. So, but can I also I'm tell you this? With back spasms, and this is maybe just for me, my adrenaline is, is, is my, my adrenaline is probably the most numbing agent I have in my body. Right? And it's one of the, one of the greatest things I'm, that, I'm, that I'm very thankful that I can tap into very easily. Because all it takes is, is a quick shot of adrenaline to curse through my system for little things like that to stop playing. And basketball are one of those things that if I'm playing basketball, you know they say like, it's like, it's like having a sprained ankle or any kind of injury. Just let me get warmed up, but let me start going. And I'm probably not going to feel the pain until I stop. Right. Now, I mean, back spasms, my, my back spasms are different because, I, I mean, I get mine in my lower back, so it kind of just like shuts me down, unfortunately. Or I get them lower in upper back. I, I, tell, I call myself Quasimodo when the back pains come. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so, nah, see, I get, I, I get it. I get my, I, it happens to my lower back. So, like, my, I just, I mean, I didn't talk about it on the podcast to where I say one time I got him at work so bad that I had to leave work early because I couldn't walk. Hmm. My friend had it, like, almost, like, help me to my car. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Oh no, I, I feel you. They get bad. So, so like I said, like while we get it right, and and you can logically break them all down, it still for and it still forces you to look at his things with that with that fine lens. It gives you that flashpoint. Like, yo, would you do it again? Like, how tough are you? You know what I mean? Like, because to me, yeah, I don't believe that Scottie Pippen plays through that back, um, plays in that back game without Michael Jordan literally dragging him back onto that court or talking him to come play. Like I, I think I, I like like I, I don't like see you say that because of Jordan in the flu game the the year before no no I say it takes Jordan verbally telling him to get his ass out there and just be a fucking decoy so I can't be double teamed you know what I mean so I can at least get oh, some yeah, clean no, shot, I can at least get some clean shots off you know what I mean so get your ass fucking out there stop being a fucking pussy or stop being a hoe as probably surprised. Jordan will probably like to call him at that don't be a hoe get your ass out there. And be my fucking decoy. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Jordan did say that. We just don't know about it on the... Um, yeah. You know, because if there's anything that we know about Robin, Batman always sent Robin up ahead to get captured first. 
<laughs> so he was like, yo, That's go funny. out there and, and, and go take out as many of the goons as you can. <laughs> as many of these henchmen right. as you can. And I'll go ahead and take out the big boss at the end while, you, while you're captured and, and threatened your life. And they're like, hey, what are you going to do first? Are you going to catch me or are you going to save your friend? Ah, he be aight. I'm coming to catch your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so next question. Yes. What did you learn new from this pod, from, from this miniseries? Um, what did I learn? I mean, besides like the little tidbits and stuff, one of the main takeaways. Yeah, I, I, I guess, I guess, what was, was your, what was your, what was the favorite thing that you learned that was new? Like, what was, what was it like, oh, you know what, I'm glad I got to learn that from this podcast. It's probably just the way Jordan thinks. I mean, like I said, one of my favorite, to me, the epitome of what this whole entire documentary is, is why Jordan is the way that he is. The psyche of okay? Jordan, basically, yes. This, exactly, and he says it in that, in, to me, like I said, that, that entire scene at the end of episode seven is the epitome of what the entire documentary is mm. about mm -hmm. and who Michael Jordan is. Mm -hmm. I already know what, I already, I already what line you're talking about. That I mean, I luckily I was able to find a soundbite of it and I was able to clip it into, into the podcast. Uh. But he, but so. it's basically, I mean, if you have it, if you have that sound to play it, but basically it's him saying that, listen, like I had a certain way about going about business and I pushed my teammates. And if you felt like I was, if you felt like what I did was wrong, well, guess what? It's because you don't have these rings, which not for nothing, yeah, not for nothing. Said, it's cut. If, if you, it yeah, <laughs> it's the way he said, it. he goes, he goes. You're just like this because you never won anything. Yes. <laughs> At first, I was like, "Oh shit, really, dude?" But, but then, not, like I said, they, but then when he goes on to say, people will want to call me a tyrant, a dictator. No, I want you to win because I want, like I figured if I want to win, you should want to win with me. So I want you to come with me on this ride, and this is why I am the way I am. Yes. So, I mean, like, it is what it is, but but one thing, though, that I do love. Smoke weed every day. The, how we see different angles of different um, famous shots that we've already seen before, right? Yes. So, to me, it's where Jordan and where basically Pippen is carrying Jordan off the floor. And, you know, game, what was it, game five in the 97 finals, right? Mm -hmm. But because we've always seen the one shot of the front of Jordan, his arms wrapped around Pippen, Jordan, Pippen basically carrying Jordan, right? But it's the back. You saw the from like the backside. He is literally carrying Jordan to the bench. It's the Jordan only time in Pippen's career he could say, "I carry Jordan." <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll give you that one. That was a good one. But it's not even that though. It's it's. It's just because that shot of from the front is so iconic that I feel like seeing it from a totally different side and the way that it was, holy shit, that was incredible. Especially to see, especially to see Jordan like on the bench, basically dying. Yes. On. So, but they which I'm I want to sorry, I to cut you off. Which I want to say again, Jordan never lied about calling it the flu game. It was presented to us as a game that flu he like came symptoms. in having having flu-like symptoms. And then it went on to be called the flu game 
right? Instead of the flute-like yeah, symptoms yeah. games, until the, until eventually it got to the point where we told the stories like, yo, Jordan won a game while having the goddamn flu. <laughs> like, exactly. <laughs> no, you're absolutely correct. No, you're, you are totally correct. We always presumed it was a flu game because we were always told he had flu-like symptoms, okay? Now, I remember a few years ago, a rumor going around, I don't know what you want to call it, rumor, a story, whatever, but this thing going around to where it wasn't flu, it was possibly food poisoning. And I remember hearing about a pizza. So, and then you hear him talk about it, it makes total sense because with the flu, you're not going to recover within a day or two like that. Yes. You can recover very quickly. My co-host, Richard Perkins, is the one that brought this up and it makes total sense, right? Now, one thing that also did get brought up is what did not get brought up, excuse me. Nat, I welcome. Re- I read about this. Sorry, I read about, about this. The reason why no one else had the pizza. He spit on it. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah, I read, I read that a few days after that episode aired. Why nobody had it? I, when I was reading it, it just said he spit on it. I was like, okay, that makes total sense. That's disgusting, but I get it. <laughs> but the reason why you he know? said he spit on it is because everybody... His, the, uh, remember when they talked about, uh, you, you'll understand when I say this, the, the, the Sniff brothers, right? Yes. The Sniff yes. brothers ate without him. So what happened right. was that when he got back to the room, everybody had eaten and he was the only person to not have eaten yet. So he's like, oh, you motherfuckers ate. So they had to look for food for him. That was the only place. When the pizza comes, he's like, hey, this is my shit. Don't know you motherfuckers touch it. You know, and when they say spit, it's probably puh, 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 puh. You know, like yeah, with all exactly. of the puh, puh, puh. You know what I mean? Like you sprinkle your, like you ain't, like you ain't trying to pull up shit from the depths yeah, of, from the depths of really hell. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing that puh, 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 my germs, my germs. You know what I mean? Let me use my strong hand. Like, <laughs> like he did that to the pizza and then went on about it, which I, I agree with you, like because I said it, I said it, I said it last hour that if he had the flu, he had the flu that you call in sick from work with. <laughs> yeah, for real. It's that. Absolutely. Hey, yo, Mitch, I, 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 I can't come in today. I, 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 I got, I got, I no glaucoma. This is just so fucked up. You know what I mean? And it's no, Tuesday, no, and, 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 and you come back Wednesday, like man, like whew. Like, I'm going to feel a little bit down, but, man, I, I feel 100 pounds better than I did yesterday. Or, you know, you got to go into work the next day and act like you're 80% because you... <laughs> like, oh, no, like, <laughs> he, like no, if he had the flu, it, it, it was sense. one of those flus. I fully understand food poisoning. I but, might have had it, like, once in my life, and I just never knew what it was exactly because I've... There's been a time where, like, I was throwing up the whole fucking day, and then, like, a day and a half later, I felt so much better. Yes. Like, actually, I had food poisoning once in high school. It made me swear off Wendy's for a decade because it was when they, it was when they first, <laughs> it was when they first dropped their chicken sandwich back in the nine, in the, in the late nineties. Right. And I, and I had had their chicken sandwiches a couple of times. Actually, the same Wendy's that I live right by right now, because I used to work at the Wendy's uh, or the Win Dixie right in that plaza. Actually, I opened up that Win okay. Dixie that's in that plaza. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> literally, <laughs> physically moved shit over to that Win Dixie and helped restock that shelf as they opened that new building. Got it. Because we used to be where the Broward Meat Market is on McNabb, right? Because right. we, we moved from that location to there. So, 
You used to go over to that Wendy's over there. There used to be a Subway's in that plaza too. But I used to go into that Wendy's over there and go get myself a chicken, you know, you know, get a chicken sandwich. You know, morning burgers, I used to get myself a chicken sandwich. And then one day, the chicken sandwich made me fucking sick as shit. Like, never been that goddamn sick in my life. I was like, holy shit. Literally. Holy shit. <laughs> I had godlike diarrhea is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> like That's I had funny. the holy shit. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's funny. And and I swore off Wendy's for for a decade. Like I'm talking about, I did not eat Wendy's until I probably came back to Florida. Damn. Yeah, that's a long time. So I I, I get that. So let me. So next question. Yes. And remember, the phone lines are open, people. This segment is sure that you could definitely call it if you want to if you want to partake in this conversation. Did you get what you expect expected from this miniseries? Absolutely. I, that and so much more. Dude, they could have literally given me another 10 hours and I would have been like a little kid in a candy store. Like, I honestly feel I'm like they should have gave us those last four hours one hour at a time. <laughs> just to drag it out. <laughs> now, it, it, what I'm just trying to figure out is what do they have on the cutting room floor? You know? Because you know that I, I have a feeling there has to be a Jordan After Years miniseries as well for the years in Washington. Well, because, like, I, saw I mean. Someone, I saw someone make a joke saying the real last dance in its Timothy uh, Wizards jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Cause you have to figure so at some point in time, there's gonna be a there's gonna be something that comes out that isn't controlled by him. That's gonna talk about him, his gambling, his his cheating, and his move to Washington. Yeah, like that's some. Uh, uh, yeah, but it's gonna be like one of those like unauthorized ones, so. What's going on? Talk to Talia. So now this question is personally for you, right? Because I'm glad right. you. That's I'm glad you joined. Cause I had some questions I was personally set up for you. Alright. How was potted? Huh? How was potted? How did it feel for you to walk down and enter into the realm of pod? I mean, how did it feel for you to get to know your own podness? I want to know. How did it feel for you to come into your space and to become one with your own God? I'm sorry, your own podness. How did it feel to pod? <laughs> how did it, how was it podding? It was good, man. It's. I like mostly doing the editing for some stupid reason. What? I hate editing. Listen. That's what I'm, that's I'm sorry. What I'm school for, man. A.K.A. the Chocolate Boy Wonder. A.K.A. the Brooklyn Barsaw. A.K.A. Mr. Energy. A.K.A. the One Take Wonder. I hate editing. <laughs> I'll do it. Oh, but I, I prefer to do it. I, <laughs> but I, but I prefer to do everything in one take. <laughs> no, but I mean, because... So for the last episode, I was able to incorporate a bunch of sound clips. Get Cubs' butt in here. No, go ahead, continue. Sorry, that was for somebody else. No, there is no butt. It's just I was it. So what I did was for the final episode. Well, nah, how many sound bites did I use? I don't remember if I used one or two for this last episode. But like, what I did was when we started talking about Game Six of the '98 Finals and that whole last sequence. 
Because to me, that's like one of the greatest sequences you'll ever see in basketball history. Which sequence? The final minute. Of which of, one? Of uh, Game 6. Game oh. 6 of the 98 Finals. Oh, okay. Oh. You're never going to see... To me, that's one of the greatest sequences you'll ever see in basketball history. So what I was able to do was I found a clip on uh, YouTube and was able to incorporate it into the podcast, that whole entire sequence of when the, the Bulls end down the ball, Jordan scored it within the four seconds, from the steal to the shot, all the way to Bob Cox is saying, um, just talking to me, you know? So, because... To me, when it comes to like the editing, I want to try seeing if I can like put something different on there. I get it. So, to me, adding sound clips, especially for important sequences like that, is important. I get it. I I I I get. Okay, I I get that. I, I definitely get that. It's, wrong, it's, 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 piece, it's piecing the it's, it's piecing the baby together, or piecing the puzzle together, and creating that master. And also, it's like throwing in those little, throwing in little 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 tidbits in there. You know, like, like, may not even be a tip, but like, like, th- like, like throwing in an underbed in there, right? That is just that, exactly. that that may just be instrumental to somebody else, but somebody not realizing that underbed is a specific song that has a specific meaning based on what was being. So yeah, I, I get it. It's it, it's 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 creating, it's creating, it's creating the. What what is he called? Fuck, fuck with the bolts in his neck, Frankenstein. <laughs> it's exactly. going on tw- go to, go, what's going I mean, on 28 days evangelist and that's not what you said 28 I mean, days the one I mean, don't get me wrong <laughs> don't get me wrong talking about what i really like is awesome so that's a definitely positive yes well like i said this is your baby so you're piecing it together how you want it to be because originally i dude it took me forever to figure out a title yeah. <laughs> I, I was i was on the phone i was on the phone one night with one of my good friends and we were just because I hit him up to ask him, you know, ask if he can help me out. He came and he helped me. He's the one to help me come up with the title. I was trying to figure. And what out title is that? What, what, t- what title is that again? Unstoppable. The last recap. Okay. Don't forget to check out his podcast. And then, um, and then I was trying to figure out how to like do an intro. Like, hmm. what type of intro am I going to do? So then I figured the best way to do it is incorporate. Like, you're, you're talking about the Bulls. You're talking about this this team. Like, it's supposed to be this fucking team. So a better way to do an intro than have them being introduced. And then, like, my favorite, like, pep talk, whatever, before a game, is, um, what's it called? When Rodney Brown always says, what time is it? Game time? Who? Exactly. So I love that. That was that's how I know the Bulls from the, from the '90s is that chant before they go out to hit the floor. What time is it? Game time. Oh, and that you just see a sprint to the floor. So that's how me. That's what got me thinking. Okay, if I can if I can edit this together to fade into this perfectly, then that's my intro. Paul, I'm actually glad you're so, here. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go continue. Sorry. No, so. That's that was just my process of of how to come up with like the intro, and then it wasn't until I started watching it how for me to incorporate the music at the end. So it was it was a process on how am I like not on how am I going to do it, but what am I going to do differently than what other people are doing that are talking about it that are bigger than me. Because, I mean, you have your ESP, you have ESPN, you have The Ringer, you have, um, 
you know, Fox Sports, if they're still relevant and around. Um, I mean, I'm just trying to think of, like, other major people that are talking about it, and they're basically just doing the same stuff. So I figure, how am I going to separate myself from them to, dif- you know, to make myself kind of different? So I figure by adding the music at the end, by having this, you know, it's not, I don't want to say generic intro that's not original, that's not mine, but but to incorporate on who the Bulls were, that was how I figured on doing the intro. Can I tell you, that was, a, <laughs> that was something really good on your part, because you know what? It brings you, it automatically brings you into the moment. Like, because it's like, how, how can I explain it? Hearing that intro... Right, not only does automatic you think of bulls and it kind of brings you to that era. It's almost like hearing cash money taking over for the ninety nine and two thousand bitches. <laughs> it's like but when you hear that, also, you know shit is yeah, popping. So like, yeah. So when I hear that, so as soon as you hear that, ding 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 ding, and now, like you already met, bam. This is Chicago for a certain it, era. You like you start picturing Jordan chewing that gum and that. Like you understand. If I'm chewing gum and I'm walking onto the basketball court, I still do it's that walk. <laughs> or there's times in my day if I'm chewing if I'm chewing gum, I just start walking like June just because, like, just because like it's, it, no, it, it just it just comes right, into my yeah. head naturally. <laughs> so it autom- yeah, yeah, so beautiful job of that. It it and, and that was your goal. That's though. exactly what it does. It, it automatically time uh, time travels you to that moment and gets you prepared. You. But also, if you think about this, the Bulls. Were the and I I'm probably wrong, but this, they're the first team I ever saw to incorporate an entrance the way they did. Shut the lights off. Have lasers onto the floor. Um, you know, have this like extravagant introduction of your team. I can't remember another one either. Before exactly. them, exactly. So to me, they were the first, and that's what drew me in to the Bulls was this entrance. Yo, this, what the hell is this music? What is this entrance music that they're using? I should have known back then that I wanted to be that voice guy. Right? <laughs> if I, see, this is why I wish that, see, sometimes growing up the way we're, we were raised, that you just don't realize some opportunities are available to you. I wish I would have known that opportunity was available to me as a young kid growing up in Brooklyn back then. You know what I mean? Because right. I, I would have known then. Like, cause I knew then there was an allure to that person behind that mic. I just didn't know how to get to become that. And now I so want his job. <laughs> and I do his job in, no, in, 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 lower, in lower forms, but I want that job for a professional team because ultimately, when I hear myself introducing the team, it's it. And now, you're starting lineups for your New York Knickerbockers coming in at forward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. who I like. When I hear it, that's who I like. Like, if, like, like, there are certain people, like, because listen, we're in this space together. There's certain people in our business that when we imagine ourselves doing this, there are certain people that we just like it, automatically our mind goes to like, damn, who can we think of? Like when you're when when you're announcing somebody for a fight, we think the buffers, right? Exactly. Yeah. You're like 100% correct. when 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 you're talking about dressing for it to interview people, you think about Sager. <laughs> you know what I mean? When you thought oh, about no, dude, inter- you're 1,000% correct. When you that. thought about introducing players for a game, the voice of the Bulls. I don't even know his name. You know what I mean? Like I can name all those other people. I honestly couldn't even name, but the voice of the Bulls, or, or that no, voice of the Bulls. No, and correct, you know what? Like, I wanted to ask you a question okay. when you when you talk about um all those videos that you had 
for the Bulls. Do you also have the Benny the Bulls miniseries? No. <laughs> no, it was just unlocking the NBA Jam, but... <laughs> hey, but I did, hey, but I did unlock the NBA Jam, though, so I'm not going to Alright, so... My next question for you. What do we expect next? From what? Me? From you, yes. What, do we, what, what should uh, we expect next from you? Because now, now that you got the pot well, and buzz. Well, we took a week off because of the holiday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you said that's the excuse. Um, <laughs> you know how like, everybody else you know, that has a podcast takes a holiday off. We took a Memorial Day off. But um, we're going to come back next week. Um, trying to, I have some ideas. One of them is I have myself and my two co-hosts. We're going to be uh, finding stories that are coming out um, after this whole documentary aired, whether it was like right after an episode aired or you know came out you know, now. So we're going to have like two or three stories to talk Sorry. about that for a little bit. Sorry. So, hold on, pause. Because he got to be able to hear you over this coffee. <laughs> sorry, sorry. And I can't mute him because... Okay, you know what? I'm going to go to a commercial. I'll be back. They didn't join this team to win championships. Or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done. And only some are able to do it. They are brighter, better You're educated, right? <laughs> led, and equipped than any Smoke team. Smoke weed every day. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops. All prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves. Okay, we're cutting that there. Okay, I'm ready. I'm back in the game. No. I'm back in the game. You're uh, you good? No. He wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. I'm ready. Don't listen to him. I'm ready. Oh, man. (laughs) Okay. It's going to take a while. I'm going to drink my alcohol. I'm going to have to re-coat the whole throat. Like, big pause. (laughs) But I'm going to have to re-coat the whole throat. Like, Listen, it is raw than ODB. It 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 it, it is raw than all of my sexual experiences. Like it is raw. <laughs> hey, just a, hey, just a heads up. Hey, just a heads up. My phone is gonna is dying. So if we get cut off, that's why. Gotcha, gotcha. So you saying that you can't make it to a plug? No, no, I can. I'm just saying I'm at eight uh, percent. That's oh. all I'm saying. Okay. So sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. So what to expect next? Um. We're coming up, I have myself and my co-host, we are basically looking for stories that have come out since these episodes have aired. Whether it was like right after an episode or has come out now. And then we're just gonna talk about that to find out. Because one of the main things that we were kind of, that we were surprised about was Carmelo was not involved in this whatsoever. Hmm. So that was kind of surprising on him not being involved, especially him being in the last two finals, you know, versus the Bulls. So that was kind of weird. So um, one of my friends found an article on that. I found an article about where Gary Payton 
um, is now pissed at Michael because Michael was laughing at his comments. So, you know, like basically all this stuff that's coming out now about the documentary, we're going to be talking ah, about that. Okay, so like Isaiah Thomas Another, and his story. Yes. Um, yes. Um, um, how and the, now with this, about whole, the pizza this whole story. dream team thing coming up again. Gotcha. Okay, okay, okay. That's what's up. So, and then another episode, I think we're going to be talking about this poll that came out afterwards about Michael versus LeBron. Hmm. Do you know anything about that? Yes, and how they broke it down into different demographics and how they broke yeah, yeah, and yeah. how Jordan swept and how Jordan swept it, which. I'm not gonna lie, I'm a diehard Jordan fan, but to me, some there's of the some, stuff yeah, that there's he some, won yeah, there's is some bullshit. category, yeah, like like the passing category, like the passing category, yeah. we know is complete bias. Oh, absolutely. Like, like, yeah, like yeah. listen, nobody no, believes that. By, nobody believes that, that LeBron James is a better player than, than Michael Jordan anymore. And and and, and if you, like, listen, I even heard somebody even try to defend it um, on a podcast recently, and I, and I listened to them. Didn't interrupt them. They even asked me to call in, and I was like, no, I can't do this. It's your very first podcast. I refuse to blow up on a twelve-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> You're being polite. <laughs> I just, I just supported everything he said. I, I just, I just supported his very first podcast. I wanted him to jump off on a good, on a, on a good footing. Um, I, I can't remember. No, I, I hear what you're saying, but like, so we're, we're just trying to figure out on how to continue this, and if we can't. I know they want to do a podcast because you you heard them. They argue all the freak all the fucking time. Yeah. So I'll. Let them do a podcast. I'll edit it, and then I and then I can also focus on my other podcast that I'm uh, currently developing. And hopefully, it's hopefully they're um I can start doing them in the mid, mid June. All right. <clears throat> well, you know, um, I look forward to hearing any podcast that 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 you're willing to, that you're ready to put out. Also, know that if that if the third week of June comes and I haven't heard any podcasts from you, I will be come. I, I will be. I'm breathing down your throat. <laughs> yes, I know. So, well, so I will be. I, 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 I will be like, like. Well, no, it's, I have to like. I'm reaching out. Basically, I, I I've told you personally, but not your listeners. Uh -huh. The podcast that I'm working on is a journalism and content creator podcast. So basically, I'm reaching out to people. Whether you're a journalist, you're a photographer. You do create you create your own YouTube, hmm. you know stuff for your YouTube channel, hmm. Twitch. Hmm. I'm reaching out to you hmm. to talk to you about what your process is, how you got into it. You know. Oh my God! <clears throat> Actually, like, focus on that. I would love to hear that, and I have, and I, and I hope you're you're considering some people that we know, like Josh and and Chris. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I already I've already talked to Sam. I said, hey, you, V, and Josh, be prepared. I'm gonna. Need you guys for a podcast. Yeah, um, Crystal's brother. If you know, if, if you know Crystal, like try to get in contact with her brother. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about, but like, yeah, nope. well, I know, well, I know Crystal. But I don't know her brother. We are talking. We talked about her brother and find a way to start finding. Um, following her brother's staff. Um, great. He he is a oh my god, phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal video editor. Great work, great work. Music videos, pornos, you uh, shit for, shit for car companies, you name it. <laughs> Like check out his work. It is amazing. <laughs> oh, you love his editing on the pornos. I, I've only seen his music videos and current work. I didn't see his uh, pornos. Like and this and this is and this is actually honest truth to be honest. And and that's weird. If you know me, like for me to say this factually, like I've never seen his. I, I, and if I have, I don't know it. But I've never actually gone and looked for the stuff that he edited for porn. <laughs> which is which, which, which is which as i am saying that is even as i'm saying that right now it sounds completely odd to me that i have never gone to check out any of the shit that he has edited for porn <laughs> that I, is funny i can't though. see who just oh, popped up yeah 
Which means now that yeah, I may funny. have to go look to find out the shit that he has done for me. Yeah, you're going to text him like, hey, send me some links, bro. Like, like, I, listen, I'm studying, okay? I am studying. So, yeah, that's the main podcast I'm working on. And then I was trying to do like a, um, what I was calling like the quarantine life, basically just like, just trying to hit up random people and see how they're doing during this time, but it seems like shit's starting to open up, get back, kind of get back to normal and don't, stuff. So don't that's kind of out of the no, 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 don't don't throw that out of there. Just switch it up. Don't ask them how they're now doing. Ask them how did they hold up during this quarantine life. So you still can no, that's do. That's not a bad idea. Yeah, yeah. Don't, 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 don't throw that to the wayside. Just, just flip how you gonna. Just flip. Just because the times have changed doesn't mean it wasn't a good concept. It just means there's some tweaking. So yeah, just. Yeah. No, that's it. I didn't ever thought of that, so thank you on that one. You're, you're very and welcome. And then the other one, and then the other one I've been trying to do for the last, shit, maybe like two years, it's like a pop culture one, but I'm trying to find like a female co-host that knows about pop culture. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I have a pop culture one very specific that I'm trying to launch too. <laughs> well, you, well, you know mine. I've told you my idea before. Oh, that one, that one, that one. Yes, 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 yeah. yes, 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 yes. And I don't know if you know my. I only that's got one. I only got one episode for it so far, and that's because I. I, I don't know. I, you might have told this to me a long time. Ago, I mainly want. I, 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 I have a Podbean page for it already. It's on here. I've only done oh, one yeah, episode. For it. I have only only have one episode for it. And that's because mainly I also want it to be a video platform as well too. Like I wanted to. Like I have to figure that shit out. I have to get better at that. Like this. This is where. The, this yeah. is. This is where I have to fall in love with editing. Yeah, no, absolutely. Editing is not. Because I don't, easy. Cause I don't know do if it. I can. I Last time I did it was back in high school, and that was all analog. Mm. Not yeah. digital, analog. Well, kudos to you for knowing a great foundation. <laughs> That's all that means. You have a wonderful foundation that people don't have now. It's like me being a web, uh, me being able to create websites, but I didn't have to learn HTML. Yeah, for real. Uh, See? <laughs> or JavaScript or anything. Like, like motherfuckers like, you create websites? When did you learn JavaScript HTML? And I'd be like, it's a lot of things you don't know about me. Like, <laughs> I am a real. member of Wakanda. Like, <laughs> our technologies <laughs> we've had for a long time. <laughs> That's it, funny. That's a good one. So, ultimate, what I also want to tell you is that you know that whenever you are ready to drop something, you can go. You're always welcome on the podcast. Even like I don't. I listen. I don't care if you don't listen to the podcast from here until you're ready to come back and just sh- shamelessly plug your next piece of work. You know that you are 100% always welcome here to come and, and and put out beforehand any podcast that you or anything that you are about to put out into the world. Okay. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate that, and thank you for um, always. Um Hyping up the, um, the unstoppable the last recap podcast. You, I really appreciate you, it. You you mean the greatest podcast to talk about the um the um the Bulls last run? Like, listen, don't you downplay it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Listen, I only I, know, I do appreciate it though. <laughs> oh, listen, Natalie, big up to you, all the love. <laughs> oh yeah, don't listen. Don't you guys forget about Natalie either. If you guys are looking to um to to get um to yoga nutritionist um um ABA instructor any of any of that, and you are in the local New York City area, you go to check out Yoga of My Eye. Things are, are in the works. We will be um, they will be coming to you soon. So so make sure you get that word and and you, and you get it and you get in contact with them as soon as possible. Listen, things are happening. Moves. Shut up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I forgot you was there. <laughs> you, you were so quiet in the background. <laughs> that's all good. But yeah, man, that's that's what I got, man. Besides working all the time. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, like I said, I, I don't know, if, I don't, I don't know if you, if you want to stick around because right now we're we're about to switch gears, and we're gonna talk about how, how the NBA plans are to return. And we're not, I, I'm not really sticking here very long. It's only because we already talked about the Bulls. And we're just gonna switch more in, in, into, into more. I'll NBA stay on talk. until my, I'll, I'll stay on until uh, my phone dies, well, which well, is gonna be soon. Okay. Well, like I said, like I said, because right now I'm gonna go into a couple of topics where there's not gonna be a lot of fan interaction. But like I said, I'm always willing to hear what's going on in here because you know what, you know what, you know what the highlight segment of the show is. It's gonna be that folk talk, that folk talk where we go into our favorite players of all time. And I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get that off this this podcast. Like I may have to put this off into a whole other podcast. Like because <laughs> I know this thing, I, I know I know that's a segment that listen. To be honest with you, that folk the folk talk should have had its own podcast. Like I, I should have, I, like it should have had its, its own separate podcast. You know what I mean? O- outside of the norm. Like I may do that for the basketball segment. Who knows? I we'll see. I'm mean, like I may do. I may do a folk mini series. Um, but the NBA definitely is planning to return it. And with the NBA returning, there's a, there's a couple of key locations that they're talking about. One of them ultimately being Orlando. As I see in individuals joining on the Instagram on and on Podbean. I apologize. I don't have my glasses on. And I'm high as shit. So I can't see that far. All right? But I do... I, see, I do appreciate you. Listen, listen. The ladies love Cool J, and Talon loves the ladies. Okay. <laughs> oh I don't give a fuck about that. Because okay. <laughs> it looked like I had a, it looked like I had a female customer, like female customer, female listener. Like, <laughs> so NBA does plan on returning, and, and and with the NBA returning, they're talking about several locations. The number one location that's probably picking up the most steam right now is his location up in Orlando, Florida. As you as you've known that. Florida has been one of the first states to start open up things and also start open open up the open up sports for their states. You recently heard New York start to come along as one of them, but Florida has been there for some time. And what they're talking about is possibly trying to take over that whole entire Disney resort area as a as a base of operation for the nba as you already know the nba already plays summer league games over there in orlando i don't know if you watch summer league games if you're if you're a huge basketball aficionado you may or big basketball fan you may i am i I haven't watched those summer league this is one of the reasons why i know when the nba comes back with no fans i have no problem watching it if you watch orlando summer league it is without no fans, and I still watch this, and I, and half of those motherfuckers, half, <laughs> half, 80% of those motherfuckers do not make it into the NBA, <laughs> and I watch that shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, and I said, and it's, and it's with no audience, it's just literally scouting, it's scouting, 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 it's literally live scouting on television, that's literally what that is, when you get to the Vegas Summer League, that's when they start playing in, in front of some crowds, so... I, I 100% can see myself watching this game without any fans um, in there. I, I have no, listen, I, I have had no problems 
whatsoever in any of these sports watching without any fans. The only sport I can see myself having a problem with, and that's, and that's, and that's NCAA basketball. Yeah, because <laughs> the, the, student, the student section makes the game. Yes. So, so with that said, like they're thinking about taking over that Disney area where they're going to get access. Obviously, the rides won't be available, but they'll open up all the pools. And basically, you're going to have about a thousand or so people in the area that generally holds a hundred thousand. And and that's how they're going to first talk about um, bringing back the NBA population. Now, one of the things that they're talking about is if one of the other things that they're really trying to determine and it's still in the work is if they want to bring back um, some kind of tournament that allows every single team from about eight and below to play for the eight seed or if they do something that only involves the top 10 teams from every division and then even while Dude, just just skip it and go straight to the playoffs i'm sorry man like, i don't want them to I go just, straight i see i disagree with that so I go ahead go ahead go ahead sorry skip and go to the playoffs no, Continue. I, Man, it's like if they if they try doing more if they try doing extra stuff than what they're already doing, what's gonna happen for next season? Well, like, are they gonna po- are they gonna postpone next season to go longer? No, they have a date. They expect to be for the next season to be was it end of middle or end of October? Correct. It's middle of October. It used to be the end of October around Halloween. Now it's towards the middle yeah. of October. But you do know okay, the NBA so for years have been trying to get themselves to push to like a December start date. What are they gonna do? They shorten the season? No, because they, no, no, no. Play in December and play into July. Really? Yeah. Oh, they want they, they want to they want they want playoffs to be into the summer. They want to dominate the summer. They give players off the fall when football is on. They want, and, they, and they'll come in December while football is at its tail end. But basically, everybody don't pay attention to Christmas. That's when they really... Just like how the NFL wants to extend to President's Day, the, NF, the NBA really would like to start on Christmas and, and go all the way... What what, what what we get now? We get October into June. So they want to go from December basically to July or August. Right before the NFL mm. starts, basic uh, because basically know. you know what they want to you know what they really want to do what they really want to do they want to test themselves against baseball they want to see if baseball is truly America's favorite pastime and if they could and, and if they could outrate baseball during those times then they can prove that baseball ain't shit that's ultimately of like you understand like, you understand like you understand every league it. sorry their playoffs are already started or about to start when the first month of baseball is already here. So what does it matter? Of course we're gonna see basketball dominate baseball. The only people that really watch baseball now are old white people now. That's it. Coming from a middle-aged white guy, just let you guys know. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, look, I choose to watch the games that I wanna watch. Me and too. That's only when the Dodgers are on TV. So if the Dodgers are on TV, I can give two shits about watching baseball. Baseball does take work still for me to watch. Like, I'm gonna tell I've told people this. Right, and I don't know if you heard me say this. For baseball, and I work the games now. The only way I find myself being able to stay awake during a baseball game is if I'm commentating it, or if I'm working the cameras for its production, and I have to work multiple cameras. Right, that makes total sense. Yes, 
Because anytime I've just had to sit down and watch it, whether at home, whether live because I was a fan, or live because I was working a production team and we and I stopped moving. Oh, I passed the fuck out. <laughs> like, 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 like I passed the like up to my work in there. Like working the game for I won't I won't say for who. Right, cause I don't want, I don't want to encrypt. Actually, fuck it, I'll say it. for for the for the South Florida, yeah, for the South Florida Broadcast Network. Like, Mike, there was a time period like well, all the cameras working great for like three innings, and I didn't have to do shit. I passed out because <laughs> I didn't have to move. Like I'm used to moving. Like it. like I'm a person. This is why I hate being in the office. Like, listen, you understand? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna tell you a truth about me and. Part of you is going to say, wow, but then part of you is going to be like, you know what? I believe it. When I work in the office, right, because I don't have enough movement, and I, and I, and I really had to come to grips with this, right? I really had to get seat professional help for this. I right. started falling asleep at my desk, and I had them treat me for narcolepsy because of how much I was falling asleep at my desk. Because And I didn't realize just because like, I, I, it's just because of the lack of movement. Like, I need to move to stay awake. When when I when I when I go to a resting position, my body shuts the fuck down. Right, I hear you. Well, you, you and you should know this for a fact from, <laughs> you should know this from the days when we used to watch wrestling at at, at Iron Man's house. Remember, well, you yeah. like like yeah. like those are the only days you guys used to see me still, and all of a sudden, <sighs> like I I'll, I'll be passed out like, like like in the middle of a mat like. <laughs> yeah. Listen, <laughs> I, I listen, I <laughs> Natalie. <laughs> I know I'm dramatic, but I didn't. I couldn't figure it out. I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stay awake at work. Like I'm talking about, like I would completely pass out, like pass out in time travel, like completely zone, like like astral plane travel. Like I, I would have out of body experiences, literally. So I tried to treat me. I didn't test me for narcolepsy. No, I don't blame you. Now I just realize I have a psych. I have listen. I, I realize it's even worse than that. I have a psychological like 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 fuck block in my in my mind and body from working in offices. Working in offices literally makes my make, makes me sick. Like like it makes my body want to shut the fuck down. <laughs> I have problems with like B. I, I'm telling you this. Like I Bro, just, just say just say you hate work. Just say you hate work. I that's, love that's, work. I hate office. I hate, hate office work, and I'm and 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 I'm efficient at it. <laughs> Look like Cuddy's phone may have just died. <laughs> I don't know. Well, so he just hopped offline. So I don't know if his phone just died or he just hopped off offline. But if you if you're back, just you can come back. So, so let me just continue back now, back into my NBA talk. Like, see, see, this this is this is what happens when you when you get when you get friends and family on the podcast, right? Like the pot, like like the show takes a turn. And it, and it goes off topic from your sports talk into personal talk, which, which is great. This is what you really want. That's why I keep asking all you fuckers to come on the show. So the NBA has a plan on returning, and 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 they're and they're talking if they want to do ten teams, um, you know, if they want to have um, if they want to do some kind of um plan for the eighth spot. Now, Cutler. A cutlass, as I like to call him, he said cutlass, basically Jamaican term for machete. But cutlass said that he he just wants them to start from where they're at, and I'm like, you, I don't think you can do that. I think it'll be unfair for the teams that still had a chance to make it into the playoffs, and that's who I ultimately keep thinking about in this equation is about the 
teams that are close to making it into the playoffs. And for those guys that still can get hot, that still can play, that can still can that can still work themselves into a contending spot for a chip. It's it will be wrong to just eliminate them if you don't have to. So getting a getting a playoff spot so getting a play a play in tournament or something that involves the top ten or twelve teams, however many teams that they want to do it. I, I, I'm a little bit more willing or inclined to swallow that versus just, hey, let's start the playoffs right now based off where we're at. Because listen, I'm for nothing. And, and and let's think of it selfishly, right? Um if you're a fan of a team that isn't in the playoffs, right? You could you could fully understand that the a team your team may not want to play if they're not in hunt for the playoffs, right? If they're not gonna be contending for anything. And ultimately, you may not want to watch your team. You may, but ultimately most people may not even want to watch their team come back right now if they're not gonna be playing for something. But now, what if your team, regardless of how bad they have done so far, gets the opportunity to play for a final playoff spot. You gonna? Am I gonna pick up? I don't see you calling in. I will pick up as soon as I see you calling in. I don't see you. I don't. I don't see you calling in. My bad, color. I was able to read that message. <clears throat> so I don't know what's going on with your connection because I don't see that you're in the room, and I don't see, I don't see that you're calling in. <laughs> well, that's who was in the room. It was Yana and all these other individuals. Okay, so I'm going to end this current live stream. I'm <clears throat> testing a couple things out. Are you going to pick up? Oh, our phone died. Ah. So, let's see. Let's see. I still don't, I still don't see. Yeah. And that's all I'm telling them. I don't see you. So, so I'm, more, I'm way more inclined. Way more inclined. Way more inclined to accept something that involves either the content the, the contending teams right and you bring it out to either 10 or the top 12 teams from each division <coughs> excuse me and you allow them to possibly play for something or you involve everybody that is from 8c down to 15 and you let them have some kind of playing tournament and you run it that way. Now, also, while we're talking about this, right? Let's continue with our NBA talk. Oh, yo, yo, um, shout out, yo, more than more than shout out, more than shout out, because he is Jamaican. Make sure we give him the big his, his due respect. Nigga, nigga. To Patrick Ewan, right? Patrick Ewan ended up catching COVID nineteen, but he has um ended up making a recovery as he's back home now with his family. So definitely want to send our our prayers and condolences to, and, and also big ups. Like I said, shout out to, to Patrick Ewan because next we don't want that um happening to anybody. And it was funny, right? As we were talking to the host of the Unstoppable Podcast, Matthew Cutlass, right? He talked about how some of the stories that he will be doing and some of the and some of the things that he'll be doing. But it's actually funny that we actually have that written down here. It's one of the things that listen this 
this Jordan miniseries has sparked a lot of legends to come out and talk, right? <clears throat> it has it has sparked a lot of legends to come out and have something to say in regards to what Jordan has either said or how he has responded to their to their comments. Right? You're getting you hear a response from from Gary Payton, right? Gary Payton comes out and he's a little perturbed with Jordan of how he and he, as he responded uh, to his reaction to him saying that oh he wore Jordan out, but he did. Like you understand, like Jordan's just being disrespectful. Like Jordan is just really being Jordan because Jordan doesn't want to give anybody credit for anything, and also he ended up winning ultimately. So he's like, fuck out of here. Like like fuck whatever he's talking about. He's talking nonsense, right? Um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought for like half a second. So, oh, okay, all these individuals. So you get Gary Payton coming out and and Gary Payton being mad at Jordan. You see, Karl Malone being interviewed after this, and they going up to Karl Malone and asking Karl Malone. So, um, when I say the name Michael Jordan, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And he was like, Michael Jordan. What did you want me to say? It's Michael Jordan. That's it. Like, just a guy that played basketball, Michael Jordan. That's it. So there's some things to be said there. Um, um, Scottie Pippen is 100% upset of how bad he came across looking. But, dude, you said it. So this is a bunch of shit that they took out from what you said. These are really us based off of your action and literally what you said. But whatever. Whatever. We ain't gonna. Ain't no sunshine when it's gone. <laughs> so a lot of NBA legends are coming out to speak. And it's going to be interesting to hear of, of what details and what things that they start unraveling. Of what or what they start unraveling. From this story, what they start trying to contradict, because now is what we're looking. Okay, is this truth that they're contradicting, or just they are just they are are they just salty from the fact that they are uh, old wounds are being opened up and being made light of in a sense by the guy that did the original crime? Cause that is some shit, right? Imagine a guy stabbing you. Right, and then being able to go on television and tell a story about how he stabbed you and make you look like the bitch. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean? Like, like that's what's going on here. Like he stabbed all of them, and then he's going on television like, "Yeah, I stabbed these motherfuckers. Yeah, I said I stabbed them again. Like these motherfuckers. Like this is Scotty Pippen. I had to stab him a couple times to the bitch ass. They had to bring him up a couple times, hold him up, bring him up, cry. Just these motherfuckers so did she now? Say." He hit him up with that. <clears throat> now, obviously, basketball is not the only thing that's trying to that's just trying to restart, right? Basketball is trying to restart. Um, NHL is trying to restart, but Major League Baseball is actually trying to start their season. 
And as they try to work out the schematics of starting their season, one of the things that, that keeps coming about is the money issues that they are having. When they first started to have these issues and have these public talks about the problems that they were having, not only was it bad timing, but initially some of the people that were doing the talking or that were caught doing the talking because these guys weren't part of the players union these guys weren't representatives of the talking embodiment of the major of major league baseball these were just individuals that decided to express their opinions on different platforms now some time ago we talked about one of these individuals and and, and how he said that well listen he's not gonna take anything lower than what they agreed upon and what it basically sounded like is that he that there was a 182 million dollar contract that he was signed to for this season and he expects to get paid 182 million dollars for a season regardless of how many games he plays which that which initially i looked at him i'm like well okay you're retarded if you're not playing i said 182 games i'm sorry 164 games if you're not playing 164 games, then you shouldn't be paid 164 games worth of money. Unless you're still playing a season, but your season no longer comp uh, it no longer encompasses 164 games, which is what your original contract was based off of. If that's the case, you should only be getting paid half of your contract. So if you get 182 million, then now you get 91 million. That's fair. That sounds fair. So initially, when I heard this individual's beef about he should get paid everything that he de that he deserves to get paid. He just didn't fully express himself right. Because as we dig into this a little bit deeper, we start to fully I start to fully understand now exactly what was happening here. <clears throat> this keeps on coming about that the owners want to give the players half of the revenue for this year which if you don't know about baseball it sounds like the owners are willing to pay them half of their contract to play half a season but no that's not what is being said there the owners would like to give the players half of the revenue see players See, the Major League Baseball and the players don't do a revenue sharing. They don't, rev they don't, they don't share revenue because the Major League Baseball has never wanted to open up their books fully to the players. Ever. Wanted to open up their books and show the players how much money they really make off of baseball. They have always refused. So there's no profit sharing. There's no revenue sharing in baseball. This is why the players have such a sh um, has to have the kind of union that they have and have the kind of contracts that they have. Because if the, if the owners are gonna be dicks and constantly hide this shit, then we are never gonna we are never ever gonna gonna budge an ounce in negotiation. We're gonna always ask for more, and they're gonna have to give it to us because nobody wants to see scabs. So half of the revenue sounded like half of your contract, but like I said, said they don't do revenue sharing. So whatever the and, and, and Major League Baseball makes from revenue has nothing to do with how they pay the players. They don't share. So what that means is that 
if you made, and, and, I, and I'll give you the easiest number here, right? Derek Cole was set to make $36 million this year. Now, Fairness says if you're only paying half of the year, you shouldn't get paid, you, you only should get half of your contract, $18 million. That sounds fair. When you hear revenue sharing, right? They want to do a 50-50 split on revenue sharing. It sounds like, if you don't know baseball, that they, oh, they want them to take half of their contract. But no, that's not what they're saying. They're saying revenue sharing. So what they're saying is that we don't know how much revenue we're going to generate right now. So based off of that, we're going to try to put you on a scale. And in this scale, you are actually going to get paid a little bit lower than what you would have made. So let's, so let's let me put this in another terms, right? Let's say that you're a painter, right? And you're one of the best painters in the, in, in, the, in, in the state, obviously. You will agree to a certain amount to paint the buildings, right? Com apartment complex. Now, fine. Now, what happens is that something weird happens and half of the buildings burn down, right? Now, so you, so you, so you know, you go, okay, cool. Half of the buildings burn down. I don't have to paint half of these buildings. I only have to pay a certain half of these buildings. So great. So now I'm being paid half, pay, I'm being paid to paint half of these buildings. So now, now you're getting half of what you should have gone for your contract. But now the owner comes back of this apartment company and says, well, because of this fire, right, I'm not going to be able to fill as many apartments as I would have in the past, right? So while you're still painting half the buildings for me, because I won't be making, I, I won't be personally be filling enough of these buildings anymore, I want to renegotiate our contract and pay you less money for painting half of these buildings, and that's kind of what Major League Baseball is doing. <clears throat> so they're taking a guy like, Garrett, like, 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 like Derek Cole, who's supposed to make $36 million. <clears throat> and if he was going to pay him half, he would be paying $18 million for his time and his, and his contract. Well, that's not what they're saying. Half of the revenue is basically what they're trying to do is saying that Derek Cole, we want you to take $8 million because we won't be able to put fans in the stands. So your contract, we understand that. So we want you to no longer be get paid per day. We want to put you on some kind of prorated scale based off us not being able to put fans there, even though we already signed you to a contract. And ha and even pay you less money than what you're worth for paying for playing half of these games. No, 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 no. Now we have a problem. And if the first person that made the beef about this conveyed this properly would have said this right, then maybe we don't have a problem. Maybe I don't go off on them a couple weeks ago. <clears throat> but now, when you ask them actually players to take, what's going on, chill, bill? I like to say free chill, bill. What's going on? So but now they're asking them to take even less than half. And less than half is not the player's fault. Like, you not being able to put play um fans in the seat is not the player's fault. I agree with them now. You negotiated a contract. 
And in this contract, you're supposed to get paid a certain amount of money to play a certain amount of games. So, I want my game check for these games. I don't want a portion of my game check. I want a game check for every single game that I play. And if you give me a game check for every single game that I play, then I'll be getting half of my check. I get it. Anything else will be uncivilized. Which, see, now goes back to the point with the NFL, right? Which I fully don't understand why the NFL ever agreed to anything less than a game check. Because, they, you know what? This revenue sharing thing is kind of similar to what got offered to the NFL players. What they're doing is that it's super beneficial to all the low-end guys and all the middlemen. Right? They're going to keep the majority of their paychecks. They're going to pay them basically half. For the guys that get paid more as they keep as you get more and more money, they keep wanting to pay you on a, on, on, on a scale, but all of a sudden, $18 million turns into you getting eight. But for the guys that are only getting $700,000, 2 million, they're going to keep the majority of that money. So see how, that, how the players union for Major League Baseball said, you know what, fuck this, we're not going to do this at all, and if... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and if you're not willing to pay me properly, then we're not going to have a season. Which, once again, if you once again, it's similar to what happened with the NFL. Which I don't understand how the NFL allowed themselves to get paid anything less than a game check for that very last game. And for any player that said to themselves that you know what, and that's any low end to medium player that said you know what, I am fully comfortable. It doesn't matter. I understand they still won't get paid ten times more than the bottom guy. Why am I? Why am I being scaled differently? And, and ultimately, that's what it is. Listen, if the, if I'm losing half of my check, then and the bottom guy is losing half of their check, then we're both losing exactly the same thing. All of a sudden, the bottom guy shouldn't lose half of their check. And then I lose 75% of my check. Because, I'm sorry, that's way more than that. Because 8 million versus, the thir versus 36 million. That is almost a fifth of what you, were gonna, of what you originally um, agreed to get paid. So they're, paying, so they're trying to pay them somewhere around like 20 to 25% of their contract. While the bottom guy keeps half. They didn't agree to that. That's not what they agreed to. So I can understand... Why Major League Baseball is having issues. Now, and that's on the Major League Baseball side. Now on the NFL side, they should have never agreed to that. And that's the reason why I have no... While you keep hearing me from now until God knows when, talk about... I'm not going to have any sympathy for NFL players and, and, and this latest collective bargain agreement. Because they acted as if... Or they rushed to sign a contract that they had a whole entire year to sign. Like, like, they act like their hands was forced for something that had a whole entire year to expire. But, now you see why, when, when it happens to Major League Baseball, when I had a problem with the with NFL. Because this made no sense. For them to agree, like, while it, while it benefits all of the bottom guys, if you're one of these bottom guys and it benefits you, great. Why aren't you thinking of yourself as a top guy? 
Why aren't you thinking of yourself as the guy like Aaron Rodgers? Why aren't you thinking? Why aren't you thinking about your, your guys yourself like like the, like the top defensive guys, like the top like the top corners, like the, like the top running backs? You should be thinking of yourselves as a top of your position anyway, because regardless of where you're at, you should be assuming that you're going to get paid as a top guy because of however you work. And if and if any of the individuals out there that was like, oh no, I'm good with this. With, with this bullshit-ass scaling contract in the NFL, I wouldn't want that player on my team because it, mean, it shows to me that he has, no, he has no integrity to try to work himself up. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'm not, I'm not lying to myself. I, I, if, if I'm one of those guys and I'm coming in, I'm looking at myself that I'm trying to be a top guy. I'm trying to be a top guy, so if they're trying to say that, oh, it benefits me now, but it takes all of the money away from the top from the top guy, then this is not something that's gonna benefit us in the long run. Because what what what's gonna happen eventually when I play? Like this benefits me now, year one or year two, but in year seven, when I become the best, when I become the best in my and the best person in my position, or year five when it comes to best in my position. And now I'm trying to get paid, and now I look at this from that position because you can't look at yourself. You can't look at yourself from a workers. You always gotta look at yourself kind of like as a management or top position. You always have to look at look at yourself from the position that you're trying to be, and not from the position that you're at. Unless you're just unless you're just cool with being in the in the position that you're at. You should be looking at yourself from the position of 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 of, of the progression. And if and if they weren't doing that. Then I don't want that person on my team. That means they're not trying. They're not, they're not trying to better themselves. They are too comfortable now already in this minimal position. While it's great for some people, it wouldn't be great for me to want that person on my team. And and if I was one of those people, like I said, I'm, I'm I would assume that most people, even though we know all of them aren't, but most people, most of them should be should be thriving for greatness. Regretted, some of them are just comfortable, uh, comfortable, and they're just trying to work themselves to that second contract. And that's really just about it. Now, talking about working themselves back, because I'm gonna qu quickly shift gears, right? Because I wasn't, I wasn't really trying to talk a lot of NFL here. Because, you know, we got an NFL talk coming up. Like I said, I don't even know if the folk talk is even going to happen this, this week. But there are so much talks about Tyson. Mike Tyson possibly making a return into the ring. Now, the it's weird to see how this theme keeps picking up as more and more fighters keep... You keep hearing more and more fighters' names pop up, right? Like like Tyson Fury's name pop up, but I think his name quickly fell to the wayside. But but he popped up like, hey, listen, I'll, I'll give Tyson a round or two. I mean, and I and I think he even said this even even when he was when he was getting ready uh, to have his last his last championship fight. So this is nothing new. Um um from um from his individual, basically before he fought Wilder. But you're hearing names like Evander Holyfield. May come back and willing to do, uh, maybe doing an exhibition fight for him. I'm with him, even though it sounds like um, Van der Holyfield is doing a separate set of expedition fights for his own charity work. You hear Lennox Lewis, I'm um, working out again. Um, crap, I'm forgetting the UFC fighter's name that I think I saw that he may have actually just signed a trillion million dollar fight to sign. Oh my god, it's not, it's not Vanderlei Silva. Was it Vanderlei Silva? I think I heard um, he was set to fight. But also, I heard um, there's there's somewhere in there, as again, don't know if it's true or not, that he's also scheduled to fight or possibly may fight Tito Ortiz. So ultimately, I hear some boxing names that pop up, but I don't see money tied to these boxing names. I've seen money tied to a couple of these um 
UFC names like Tito Ortiz and who I think is Vanderlei Silva. I think it was Silva. Right? 120 million, 19 million. And I'm, and I'm assuming if they're going to fight. No, not, not Anderson Silva. Oh, man. It's, oh, shoot. It's not Anderson. It's not Anderson. It's not Anderson. It's not, it's not the spider. It's crap. <laughs> Listen, I, you, I see Chilwell. We see you free, Chilwell. He said nobody wants to see it. And, and this, this is why, if he's going to fight any of the contenders currently right now, I probably don't want to see that. Because two things. I don't want to see him knock out any of the current contenders, and I don't want to see any of the current contenders knock him out either. <laughs> a lot of the names that you're hearing are much older guys, pop, you know, that usually just 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 um, draws by name. That's why you get in Tito Ortiz. Um, crap. Who is the other individual that Mike Tyson is, is scheduled to fight? Um, I have his, I have his, um, I have his face in my, in my, um, in my head. I, I just can't get his name right. It's an ugly mug. It's a super ugly mug. But also, like I said, Mike Tyson, I think, was also expected, um, offered like 20, uh, offered money to fight bare knuckle fighting. Like, it's a, it's a bunch of fights. <laughs> like, they off. They saw Mike Tyson, um, working out, and they one hundred percent just saw the money draw. Um, Ken Shamrock also, I think, is throwing his name into one of them. Now, some of these guys, some of these guys are just trying to get themselves killed. Like Ken Shamrock, don't like. Hmm. <laughs> like. With Tito, like with Tito Ortiz, like I don't know if he's too old, but in a boxing match against Mike, in a like a lot of these MMA fighters, we we know these are name draws. These these are just trying to these are just main draws and money grabs. We've seen already on a on the level of Mayweather and why am I forgetting his name? The Irishman. All right. On what a boxer looks like against an MMA fighter when you box when you fight in a boxer's environment, and we've also seen what happens when a boxer goes to MMA fighter's environment and fights MMA. It's just basically takedown and ground and pound. Mike Tyson isn't gonna do an MMA fight, so this is gonna be a boxing event. And if he boxes any of these guys, especially if he boxes Kent Shamrock, he may kill Kent Shamrock. Kent Shamrock is fully too old for this. Tito Ortiz is too stupid for this. <laughs> like his heart, his heart is gonna try to keep him in there a little too long. <laughs> I don't want to see him fight guys like Holyfield and and Lennox Lewis. To be honest with you, because he'll take a loss, and I don't want to see Mike Tyson come back and take any losses whatsoever. I only want to see him fight in fights that he can win. I just want to see him be Iron Mike of the old. I want to have like three bullshit expedition fights. Us remember him like he used to. Him make a quick $250 million and then go about his business. That is honestly what I want to see. Now, I do got some local news, to be honest with you. I'm not sure if I wanted to talk about. I'm not sure if I want to throw this out into another podcast for another time. Only because I only got like 20 minutes and I still got to get into that folk talk. 
Local news, local news, local news. I'm a, I'm Like, I, I, I do got some local news, cause like you, you, like you guys know, like, like I have a certain affinity for a certain section of the world. Well, I should, I shouldn't say for a certain section of the world, but more so say for a certain course of teams. And it'll, it'll be, it'll be almost irresponsible, cause I also haven't talked about them in a while. But also, not for nothing. They haven't done much for me to talk about them for. So you know what? I've had to squeeze in a lot today. I've had to squeeze in a lot today. I only got 20 minutes left in the podcast. And if I talk and if I talk local, what's going on? Oh, see, I see I see Chill Will's trying to be free. What's going on, free? What's going on, Chill Will? Yeah, I was just saying you were talking about MMA shit. Man, I'm see the old fight like Nobody wants to see none of these old MFs fight. You feel me? Like, none of them. Lil Tyson, obviously, but. It's free to curse um, on the podcast. I don't care. I, my audience don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm um, going, you know how it is, going back and forth. Yeah. Um, between podcasts, some people don't like you to cuss and shit because they be posting it. I got you, I got you. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't, these old ass motherfuckers, they can't, man, nobody want to see, they want to see Tyson because he looks so good. As far as working out, and he's Tyson, right? So you want to see that, but Tyson ain't fighting for no charity. That's number one. He ain't that ain't he ain't doing that. If he gonna fight, it first of all be stupid for him not to fight for money because he gonna make probably the most ever out of any boxer in, in the history of boxing on that one fight. Yeah, he's gonna he's you a draw. So if he fights Tyson Fury, right? Yeah. So if he's even more so, if he, I wouldn't even fight Fury. Just fight Wilder. Because those are the two knockout artists of the decade. I mean, the decades of our recent, yes. you know what I'm saying? They're similar. And, yes. And, and, you know, and so let that happen. That would be a, he'll make 200 million, 300, half a billion off of that fight. Or fight. You know what um, I'm saying? So that would be. What's that guy's name? Ngaku from MMA who just fought last week? Like, like fight him. Nah, he ain't fight on MMA, dude. Like, in, in, but, in but, a boxing match? No, in a, like yeah, in, in, a, in a boxing match. Definitely not in MMA, but in a, in a boxing, in a, in a boxing exhibition uh, match, like they did with, like they did with, um, with, with May, with Mayweather and... Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha. I mean, they'll make money, but I don't think it'll be making... They want to see somebody that he can fight, fight. Like, like that's going to be a box. Because, you know, a boxer beating up a... An MMA fighter, that ain't, that's not that way they ain't fair. You know, to, to some degree. You know that's I mean? true, too. I'm not, you know, people don't want to see. Because that game is so well-rounded. That it's not necessarily boxing shit. I'm, I'm choking. <clears throat> but yeah, damn. Like, on, but man, I'm going back. No problem. And I'll go into what you said. Because, see, I don't even want to say that, that they may see... Got you. Do they may want to see some him fight like a Tito Ortiz or some of these MMA? Because you also want to you also want to see Tyson for what you remember and ask. And some of these technical, there's some there's some there's, there's certain boxes I don't want. I don't want to see him fall. I don't want to, even if he fights a boxer from right now. I don't want to see him fight tall, lanky, technical boxers. Like I don't want to see Tyson Fury. I'd rather see him fight Dante Wilder because he's just a knockout artist. Somebody he could just go in there and try to slug with. I think people may want to see him fight Tito Ortiz or even, and, and I throw Ken Shamrock, even though you don't want to see him say Ken Shamrock, but he's why I throw Ken Shamrock exactly. because, because because 
you want you kind of want to see the bloodbath like you want to see tyson do what he did and you know for sure if you throw him in there in a stand-up boxing match against an mma guy he's gonna look like the old tyson you like glenn is gonna be unfair but you're gonna get what you wanted <laughs> Which is the violence. Yeah, right, right, right. And that's another thing. You probably want to set him up for success. Because you're right. If, you fight, if he fights um, Fury, that ain't nothing but Holyfield 2.0. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And he's going to beat Tyson anyway. Or, or, you know or, or, Lennox, or Lennox Lewis 3. Point, you know what I mean? Like, somebody... Right. It's part of the reason why I don't want to see him fight Holyfield or Lennox Lewis now. Because I know those guys have always had the skill set to be able to beat him. I don't want to see Tyson come back and have losses. Like, I want to see him... Win or look like the old Tyson. That's all, so. That's the number one reason why why I lean on some of these MMA guys because like Rampage, yeah, like yeah. Ramp, like Rampage. I want to see him fight a guy like Rampage. Like other guys that's kind of know for swinging for because we'll see a slugfest. We'll see him duck, duck, what, um, what, you know, weave, weave. And you know, all these MMA fighters think that they could actually be like, yo, if I would have had a chance to fight Tyson, I like, nope. Here goes Tyson at fifty three. Yeah. Watch your head spin around twice. You probably don't want him to sit. <laughs> See, like, you probably want to set him up like George Foreman, how he came back. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, but, but Foreman still, like, Foreman was still, like, where he had it a little bit. I mean, he obviously wasn't him, but he still was. He's, he still had that. He still had enough pepper. Yeah. <laughs> enough pepper behind the punches. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Um, so, obviously, Mike can be that, but you want to necessarily. If he in shape, man, and that's what he's doing. He's doing that. They, they both, Tito and him. I guarantee you they're doing that hormone replacement therapy shit. Like, all these old dudes doing that, man, and they ain't coming back. That Barry Bond that. shit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah. Tito, Tito. Eugenics 2.0. Yeah, Tito, Tito was out there for a minute. I think that was Tito. I think it was Tito just coming out there. Or um, not Tito, the other guy. Golly. Just coming out there bashing people head in like... They made him stop that shit though, and he back to his regular self. But it's an older fighter in, in, in um, UFC. Shit, bro. Did I? Hello? Yeah, I'm still here. Still here. I'm still, we still here. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, that shit crazy. Cause if, if they had let him take that shit and get in the ring, he may just be that Tyson of old, bro. He could be. He could. Them legs look kind of small still, but. <laughs> I mean. Uh, but overall, though, Tyson always been built. He got the same build. Yeah. You know, whether it's, you know, you know, so if he get, if he got the strength behind his punches and he get the dirt, you only going to get about five rounds out of him. So if he, obviously, if you ain't beating him, that's that's Mike anyway. If, if Mike ain't winning within those first four or five rounds, it's probably over for him. Is Butterbean still alive? Yeah, you're right. That ain't happening, man. They gotta set him up though. They probably probably right. They probably need to set him up with like a fight, maybe two, to where they can, you know, even sell it even more. Exactly, like, and, and make the money and make the money off because you gotta make the money off of it. You have to make the money off the drug. Right, right. Get him, a, get him a nice yeah, easy yeah, win or two. Yeah, I see. That, that 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 will easily get him a quick hundred mil. I can see that. And then and then and then, yeah, and, then, yeah. and, then, and, then and then and then if it really looks good, then sign him for something competitive. If, if he really wants to go there, put him against one of the top tens. Yeah. Who knows in the top ten? But put him against a top ten competitor and see how he looks. If he knocks yeah, that motherfucker yeah, clean the fuck out, then you can't avoid a Tyson. Fury. You know, you know what I mean? Because if he knocks out a top ten person and looks good, you can't avoid a Tyson Fury fight because it'll have it'll be too much draw. 
he'll get demolished, yeah. but it'll be too much draw. You couldn't avoid the money. <laughs> like, you understand? Yeah, yeah. I, Don I, I, King will come out of retirement to, to, to promote that fight. <laughs> <laughs> Only in America. <laughs> but the thing is, I, my thing is, I think if he lose, it's going to spiral him into that, that, that dark place he used to be. Hmm. And that's what I will be. Yeah, because he is you happy right mean? now. He is, he's, he's in a good place. Yeah. Like I always said, like that HBO show was more therapy than it was a show. That was very therapeutic for him, that little yeah. HBO show that he did. That was super therapeutic for him. Like that was money grab, but that was that was therapy for him. Cause he was like, I don't know if you ever watching this. He was literally just bearing his soul on stage. Like he was he was saying it in, in, in a in a jovial way, but he was just literally just bearing his soul. He was going through his experience and just putting that shit in jest. Like it wasn't a yeah, comedy never, yeah, it wasn't I, a comedy special. It was him making jest of his life. Got you, got you, got you. Yeah. Yeah, they tried to sell it as a comedy special, though. I ain't want to see that shit, man, because that shit make me sad. Kind of fucking Mike, man. He's emotionally unstable, definitely. Yeah, but even during that special, you can see him as a special went on that he was not. But I guess more comfortable is one of the words to say. But he was, but he was having more fun with that role. Like he was, yeah, but more comfortable probably be the number one thing. Like he was, he was more accepting that role, and you can see him having more fun and opening out a little bit more, and and. And really embracing it, and then since then, is when I thought Mike Tyson really started doing his his major recovery back into the light. Because yeah, you're right, Mike, Mike Tyson yeah. has been in some dark places, and listen, that that helped fuel a lot of his fights. Like let's, let's not get that twisted. Like that yeah, anger, exactly. like like he was coming out there like the Hulk, like the like like the more you make me angry, the stronger I get. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean that 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 uh, that was a dark place. That was a place of rage and drugs and. You know, fucking that was that. I'm talking about when he just when he de, when he's defeated. You know what I'm saying? That that's a different place than a fight place. You know what I mean? That's that's like damn. I I I may came into the ring with that attitude. I just got my ass whooped. Now I'm defeated. I'm not the man I once was, and now I'm back in that funk. You know what I mean? Because you feel like it seemed like he in a happy place, but I mean maybe he has found that balance. And I hope so. If he start to fight again. But he probably need the money just like anybody else. But him and Holyfield, bro, all them guys is on that. Man, that home home replacement shit got guys out there looking like they 20. <laughs> and obviously, they super. I mean, but that, these are the best athletes in the world, to be honest. So Granted. It's some, it's some yeah. proponent of that, you know what I mean? So, they, I mean, they, 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 they ain't what they are for nothing. So, yeah, I mean, I... We gonna see, bro. I would like to see that, man. I would like to see that. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm a huge fan of Tyson of the tennis fight, and and not only am I excited to see him fight, I'm excited to, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see his opponents. I'm curious to see how they're gonna set this up. I'm curious who they're gonna put in front because, like I said, I don't. It's almost like Jordan doing his documentary. You, you're not gonna. He's not. He shouldn't be setting himself up for failure, even though. Competitive pride might may, may may take him down a different road <laughs> because that that mother competitive pride is a motherfucker like like that shit will will will, will is the reason why is, is the reason why Ken Shamrock thinks he can take on Tyson right now let's just put it that way <laughs> like that's competitive he is but we know 
But we know Ken Shamrock is no longer. Ken Shamrock is one hook away from from like his life being over. Like Ken Shamrock should not be taking any more blows to the head. Him, him, actually, actually, I haven't seen him lately. I haven't seen him lately. I haven't seen him lately. Shit, yeah, that motherfucker, man. That, Wait, is he is he, is he hey, looking man, like he, the baddest man on the planet again? Hey, that's how I see. the most I dangerous seen, man on the planet. Whatever. Hey, <laughs> well, last time I seen him, he was looking real like like he was ready. Like that motherfucker, Cam Shamrock, man. That motherfucker was crazy too. Like I don't know, bro. I don't know. It, it just it just had to be the right. He want that money too. Yeah. He ain't never made no money. That's the worst part of our kid. Like, he's never made no Mike Tyson money, so he'd be gladly stepping around. Even if right. And Ken Shamrock was that dude for a little while too, in in in, in wrestling yeah. and in MMA. Like like he he went he went both sports. He went he went MMA wrestling and then back to MMA and still was that big ass name draw. Yeah 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 yeah. But he still wasn't like Mike Tyson money. You know what I'm saying? He got a, he got some millions. I don't know how many millions, but no, definitely no fucking. Not yeah. no Mike Tyson, Nothing, because oh, it was MMA back then. Right. It was it was comparative to MMA money back then, which back right, then right, wasn't right. A, like. But he, but he made his money in wrestling, though. Yeah. Like you said, he made his money in wrestling. And then, like I said, coming back to MMA, he was able to make a little bit more money, and then just kind of work behind the scenes. Yeah, that ain't why that motherfucker. He's he's a genius. I don't. He's the way he runs his ship is a tight ship, bro. With that money, he making he making out, bro. That motherfucker making out. He is highly respectable in the hu- in the hustle game. <laughs> like he is Bro, highly he respected in the hustle ain't game. No bread. Those like, dudes ain't getting no bread, man. Listen, he he pays players. He pays his people to fight, and that's it. And he's like, listen, I'm, are we gonna put these fights on? We we gonna put the fights on that the people wanna um wanna. Wanna want, want, want to see? Yeah, want to see? You, you, you're yeah. un, you're under contract, so you, you're you're going to do these fights. There there are no there are no promoters. There's yeah. no there's no bullshit middlemen. Like it's it's me and your camp. Like it was me and you and your camp. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when you ain't getting you ain't getting no thirty million dollars. This ain't. I might get that thirty million, but you ain't about. To, you gonna get maybe a million, two million. What I will do though. <laughs> I, if you if if you put on a really good fight, I'll give you a bonus for fighting the night. You know what I you know what I will do? Uh, if you put that motherfucker to sleep or if you knock him out, I'll give you a bonus for for knockout of the night. Like like see that, that's the stuff that I like, that I enjoy from me. It's like yo, he he put in bonuses for motherfuckers finishing fights because remember, there were some UFC people that got by for a while with just ground with just laying on you and ground and pound. Some females yeah. too. Some females too. Um, Mendez. When she first came into when she first came into the um I ain't hip to the females, bro. I ain't really hip. I just I'm just hip to them rope them big ass robot chicks that came after Ronda Rousey. Oh, <laughs> like Cy- talk about cyborg. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, cyborg yeah. cyborg was a, was around for a while. Yeah, where the one? Who beat the one? Who beat cyborg ass? The one other chick, the dark hair. Oh she, man, uh, I know who you're talking about. I can't think yeah, of her name. You went from a you went from fighting a, a chick that's kind of. Dude-ish, but she still has some ass to fighting a, a dude to fighting a, a a dude dude. Like what the fuck happened? Like these, oh, yo, these, no. like they, yeah, they, they, they were all. Listen, before Cyborg had to come into the MMA, she had to get fully clean, and that, and that was part and that was part Man. of her delay. She she had to get fully. Was clean. she Russian? I think so. Or Ukrainian? Like so one of the. Even Russian on uh, one yeah. of the on one of the stands. Yeah. Croatian, uh, uh, yeah, Croatian or something like Russian, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, yeah, she's she's somewhere over there. But 
and she was a she was a badass fighter in all the other markets, but they just couldn't they just couldn't confirm one her gender for a long ass time, <laughs> and then two <laughs> that she wasn't on shit, and then and then it came and then it, and then it finally came out I was like yeah you have to get clean because Dana White was not about to accept because he knew that if she came in there and she wasn't clean the first time that she that she won a fight. There it goes. She becomes she becomes Bones Jones, but she doesn't have Bone Jones's clout, which I still don't understand how Bone Jones still gets clout. <sighs> I, don't I don't know how. Like, cause you can look at him, that motherfucker don't look like a fighter, man. He don't even look like, bro. How? Like, and it made sense now. Like, it makes so much sense. Like, bro, I understand. Like, certain dude, like, I, you can get knocked by, knocked out by the guy that don't look like a fighter, Tyson Fury. But this guy, he was amazing. Like. Bro, you was like looking at you. You was you doing some amazing shit in this ring. So who knows? But 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 see that's, it, but that's the thing about it, he makes you that see the bad thing about it is that now he makes you question everything about his career. Which now if I have to question right. everything about your career, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna call your whole career trash. I'm sorry. Like I'm throwing his whole career in the trash. Hey, but all of them doing some shit, bro, and not getting caught, man. He just didn't have the right science. Like look, think about. Listen, I'm gonna tell you. Fifty years from now, we're gonna find out. Because all these guys linked to the, I don't know if you remember that report that came out with A-Rod. All of them linked to that dude. LeBron James was linked to that dude. Them, them, what, he had the same problem Larry Bird had with them back issues and shit like that. Um, that shit don't go away. Like, those spouses and that, that shit get worse, bro. That shit do not go away. Like, they, he is on that shit, except that it's uh, undetectable. He's got millions of dollars. He's spending millions of dollars on his body every every year to, to be undetectable. So to all these guys, all the guys detox are properly. <laughs> He's like, oh, these motherfuckers are yeah, really Grant Hill probably. You probably don't hear about Grant. At one point, it's like you gonna figure out like these motherfuckers was on. Oh, he was doing. Oh, he was point. doing stem cell replacement um before it was fully legal. Some or some shit. Like, listen, I I I have thought. See. I have a hard time with LeBron James because I also know when LeBron James came into the league, he came into the league like like two percent body fat, which which you would you know what that means? Because like, you've been in the service, like you like when yeah, I hear somebody come up yeah. with two percent body fat, I was but like, he was skinny though. Like, he I was, was like, skinny, though. but he was like, ripped. He was but he was still ripped though. He was I he was mean, cut. I mean, he was he, he had a man's like to some degree a man's body, but I, I mean I live in, you gotta remember I live in Cleveland. I mean that looked like you look like on TV, but you watch him in fucking real life. You're like this, what the fuck? Like, he's a scrawny looking motherfucker. Like, he's like a scrawny he was I don't know if he was, he wasn't that big when he came to the league, I, I think, think. I, I want to say he may have been, because Camilla Anthony came in 220, 215, and he came in 220, 230, something like that. Uh, it could have been, been, but he, he sure didn't look like it, I can tell you that. Just by looking at him and, you know, just walking past him, that, like, that's, this motherfucker is, is, look like, if I punch him in the chest, he'll die. <laughs> What's going on, Yana? Welcome to the podcast. So, yeah. No, and, and I'm... And even this, this pin parts of me that I thought like I wouldn't be so because you know what you know what's also find funny you don't hear a lot of NBA players getting busted for steroids. Like you you heard one this year in Mo Bamba was it Mo Bamba? No 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 the guy in Phoenix. Oh crap! Who's, who's the f- shoot? How am I, wait is that Mo Bamba? No. 
Oh, is Mo Bamba in Orlando? No, that's Mo Bamba. I think that's the one in Phoenix. Yeah, you say he was about 230-something, two, two right. 230-240-something, like this like, Oh, it's my LeBron's rookie year? Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he came in heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I, I, I remember Melo came in like 6'8", two, like 220-something, and then he came like about, about like, like 10, 15 pounds heavier. But ultimately, I just remember hearing he had 2% body fat. And I was like, 2% fucking body fat? Like, goddamn, here I am struggling to pass a 20% tape. <laughs> <laughs> and, this, <laughs> and this motherfucker got two percent LeBaron James. That's what I called him back then, LeBaron. <laughs> like this kid, LeBaron James. Like two. I was like, holy shit. So, yeah. So like, but ultimate. But also, at some point in time, I also said to myself, I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up. I'm um, saying that he was hot for steroids at one point. You know what I mean? Or that, or that he came out and like, yeah, he was taking some bro. kind of steroids. I'm telling you, like that, that shit, because he had bad back problems, bro. He did. And I'm going to tell you, them, them shits do not, that shit do not go away. If anything, it gets worse at, on all accounts. And that shit just went away. Like, he don't got nothing. He don't even have to get nothing. It's just gone. Like, that, that shit ain't, I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, remember, they linked, like I said, they linked him to, to that dude, A-Rod Turner, which is fine. I mean, everybody probably do it. That's, that's worth some shit, you know. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying, right? But shit, I don't know. That, if they come back, like, with those fighters, though, like, after you've done it, you've done it. Like, say you got to do steroids for years. I've gained all I can get. I can stop doing it. Okay, I might not Thank get you. Like, pitiful, pitiful. Oh, my. You know, but I'm so still, glad you said I'm that. I'm still gay. Like, I don't get, it makes no fucking sense. Like, I'm still, like, all right, I'm not bitching, like, 600 pounds. I'm bitching 540. Fuck, what the fuck? I'm gay. I mean, you clean, but you still didn't get every game that you needed to get while you was on it. So Thank that you. makes no sense. Thank. I, I'm so glad you said that because this is this is part of the reason why again I bring up Bones Jones. Like, oh, like okay, he's clean again, but he has still like just because he's no longer on the cycle. Like he now has all the benefits that he needed from steroids in his body. Um, Julius Edelman for the Patriots. Same thing with him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he gets suspended right. for half the season, but that doesn't that doesn't hurt him. Because now he's off of it for the second half of his for the second half of the season. Now all now he's rested and he has all of that shit in his system. Of course he's making pinpoint catches a centimeter off the fucking grass. He's on fucking steroids. <laughs> like yo. At the end of the day, if I'm off, like as long as I'm not, as long as I'm not, I don't know how that drug testing work. But if I'm in the off season and they ain't testing, I can do whatever I want to do. All I got to do is make sure I get the time on my allotted before that first test to, to where I can just go ahead and stop my cycle and get, you know, pop clean. That, that is you know what I'm saying? So I can do that every fucking summer if I wanted to. Just take steroids for a good month, month or two, get back in shape, and then, you know, stop for about three weeks beforehand. Pop clean. Exactly. And cycle yourself off and, and, and benefit as well. And then basically it is it is the it is it is the burst is the worst is the best after fuel you're gonna get. <laughs> you right, know what right, I mean? Right. Or before or, right. or before drink that you get. Alright, but the podcast is about to end in two, in about two minutes, so we're gonna stop this oh, okay, cool. right about there. My chill dog. Will. Oh, chill will, I appreciate it. Free chill will. I appreciate you always stopping by and giving me love, yo. I appreciate that all day. Oh, hold yeah. on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Let's, let's give you the proper love that, that we need to hold up to my boy free chill well you make sure you check out his podcast anytime anytime that it comes out actually chill do you do a podcast 
Nah, hell no, man. I, okay, I, I was just thinking about that. Like, I just said that. As I said that, I was like, no, wait I'm a minute. A, I'm going to end up doing it. When, at one point, I'll get it together because like, I got I to gotta do a lot before I get everything set up, the set up like I want. So it, it'll be a while before it pop out. I will eventually be doing that shit. YouTube, all of that. I'm going to end up doing it. All right, Joe. I, I look. I listen. You know me. I, I look forward to, to hearing your podcast whenever it comes up. But again, I appreciate all the love. Everybody that has stopped through the podcast, Natalie, um, um, the the host of the Unstoppable Podcast, Matthew Cutler, Yana, um, Paul, everybody. I do appreciate all love. Make sure you listen to the podcast. And also, as I like to say in this time, let um, let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. I am Mike. I am your host, Talent Omar Tell, the Mighty Sports Podcast, and we are out of here, Brooklyn Buzzsaw Star. Yo. Sorry, boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where we going for breakfast? Wanna go far? Rough night. Tired, baby. Tired. My T Sports.